Yo, yo, yo. Yo. What's going on, man? It's your boy Andre, almost 3K here. We got a little different format today, man. Uh, as y'all remember, as I, as I told y'all before, my, my esteemed co-host, Shiesty, she's in Colombia right now. You know what I mean? She's out there. She's the Colombian Cardi B out there. I promise you, son. <laughs> she's, you have no idea. All right, yo, go check out that Glock 9 um, that Glock Nine on YouTube. I know she got an EP coming with her cousin um, uh, Bungie, so yo, check all that shit out, bro. Um, she's killing it out there. Uh, prayers up for my nigga King Level. It was his birthday yesterday. Happy birthday. The nigga is stuck in DR, right? Uh, what, a, what, a, what, a, what a place to get stuck, Get right? stuck at, right? Yeah, that's fine. Fucking stuck in DR, <laughs> nigga. Not, not like it's Guantanamo Bay. He be all right. That's but now, um, he out there. I think they got a hurricane coming. Prayers for Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico just lost uh, their whole... I saw somebody post They lost. They that. lost power, yeah. I think America's out to get them like Haiti now. Don't don't say that, man. No, it's a fact. Come on, son. <laughs> Shit just not. keeps happening I to them not. niggas, bro. Nah, um, what is it? A st- I, I don't watch the news that much. So is it like a storm or hurricane happened? I think so. Oh, that voice y'all hear in the back, I didn't even do the intro. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was waiting for. That's yeah, why I wasn't yeah, speaking. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Yo, listen. So you going to get right into it. Oh, yeah, yeah, my bad. So You know, yeah. niggas just be potting. I'm on the, you know what I mean? Yo, listen. I have a very, very special guest, man. Uh, me and this nigga go back and forth on social media. <laughs> Nonstop. One of the I I I moved to T neck for seventh grade. Seventh grade. I was gonna ask you that too. When yeah. you get to T neck, I moved here for seventh grade, and every time I met this nigga, from the moment I met this nigga, this nigga's personality and energy has been larger in life, yo. I appreciate that. Like from the minute I met, this is not some shit I'm saying. Everybody who knows this man, his name is David Snipes, by the way. Ah, oh, thank you. You know what I mean? Appreciate you. I'm my boy D Snipes. Like he's a. Uh, he says something on. He says spread life, spread love is the D Snipes way. It's a real thing, bro. It's always been like that way. That's, that's from my morning mantra. It's been for me too. I like when people it ran, it's random people every day. They they like it, mm-hmm. and I'm like they see it. That's what's up. Nah, it's it's it's, yeah. it's it's something that burns in because it's always been like that. Um, family man, yeah, vet, yeah, you know what I mean. TV stuff. star now, you feel me? <laughs> TV star. Got a little glimpse on ESPN. You know that was I mean? dope. I didn't know it was gonna be like that actually. Really? So that's the best because like now you, there's no pressure on yourself. You're yeah, yourself. it was cool. I should have expected it though because um, the event for the people that don't know what we're talking about is called Warrior Games, and basically it's like small scale Paralympics that the DOD hosts for uh, injured, ill, and wounded veterans and and soldiers that are still actively in to compete against each other. So what happens is. Um, different branches of the military pick pick a team. I think it's like a forty five man roster, and then we compete against each other in track and field, uh, cycling, rowing, sitting volleyball, wheelchair basketball. Fire, it's, it's, it's a bro. few sports, but um, they had it in Disney this year, mm-hmm. and last year it got canceled last minute. So I kind of knew like they were gonna pull out all the bells and whistles because it's the DOD. They got mad money, of course. and then we got we got um. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, I'm saying I'm thinking vendors, but it's not vendors. Oh no, I was thinking is it subsidiary? Oh no, <laughs> the people that help pay for stuff like that. Oh, sponsors, sponsors. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't yeah, know. Yeah, why yeah. I was lost on the word. It's all good. But, yeah, but we had sponsors like Wounded Warrior Project, which is a big one. I think Amazon, Boeing, so some big sponsors. So I know I knew like. So if for people don't know, uh, could you explain to them? Um, like do you, you mind talking about your um your injury? No, not at all, not at all. So yeah, so I hurt myself, and I think it was 2014. I got into a bad motorcycle accident. I got hit by a car, 
and uh, severed the nerve. It's called the, I severed a nerve in my arm called the brachial plexus, which mm. controls the motor function and the sensory to your to your arm. And uh, so now my arm's pretty much paralyzed, which is which was pretty much my ticket to an event like the Warrior Games. Mm-hmm. So I got hurt. I was I was active duty at the time. I actually had just got home from um, from Afghanistan. Mm. So my mom was pretty much like, "Thank so you for you your spent, service, by the way." Yeah, no, thank you for your for your support. I appreciate that a lot. I know my mom is like, so you just spent nine months at war, come back in perfect condition, get on a motorcycle, and then... That's a mom. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> she loved to say, I made you perfect, and you had to go go remix it. But, um, yeah, so I got into a motorcycle accident, and uh, ended up being a blessing in disguise. A lot of people don't walk away from motorcycle accidents, so that was... I'm very grateful just to be here. It's one of those pinnacle moments in my life. Um, but, yeah, so I ended up going to Walter Reed, which is a big... Um, military hospital mm-hmm. and uh, I got into adaptive sports there as a, as a way for therapy mm-hmm. and from there they sent me to a, like a regional trials Yeah. and I just competed there I wasn't thinking anything of it but then I did well enough there to go to the actual army trials so they send you they sent me to El Paso, Texas mm-hmm. and you compete against a whole bunch of army veterans to actually make that 45 man roster Facts. And I did that. I did my first one in 2016, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah, so I did that, and I've done two since. And back then, the, the rules were you could only do two. So after I did my second one, I was, I was like, all right, that's it for that. There's other pl- there's other things you can do that are along the lines of that that are higher than that. But I figured I'd be done at that point. But then they sent me an email last year, like they changed the rules. So the way they made it now was you could you needed a waiver pretty much to do it. Gotcha. And uh, so I competed for one of the waivers, and I got it last year. But then they canceled it because of COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, I made the team again this year. They made me try out again, and I made the team this year. And uh, we went, they hosted it at Disney. Yeah. And my original point was I should have expected it because the the venue was uh, I think it's called the uh, Wide World. ESPN Wild World of Sports, mm. I think is what it's called. So, so it just, yeah, it just yeah. So it made it, it easy. Kind of made sense that it yeah yeah it that just, ESPN it, would. Yeah, like you know, have yeah, it have it great. aired. Yeah, so you actually could, they streamed it on ESPN Plus, which is super cool because I can still go back and watch it now. It yeah, fire, man. it's super cool. It was super cool. I was my head was big for a day. Like it's, people were saying me up, be... like, "Yo, we see you cycling right now." I'm like, "Oh, that's crazy." And you know, that's fire because I know like you was you was big in athletics coming up. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, I could just imagine. You know, can you take me to the place where you was at mentally when that when the actual accident happened? The accident, so. The, the event itself, when it happened that night, I was hanging out. I was actually with, luckily, I was with um, Trav Tawari. Mm. We was hanging out. We was coming back home. And I was with a friend of mine from the military. And uh, I was on my dad's bike, but they were in the car following me. Yeah. And uh, I had got hit. I didn't know what happened. So I get bits and pieces of the accident back, like here and there. Mm-hmm. But initially, I, I, the last thing I would remember was... Trev getting in the car, and I told him because we were in the city. I told him like I will, I'll follow you to the bridge, mm-hmm. and then I'm, then you can meet me at my house because then from there I know where I'm going. Yeah. Um, and I remember like giving Trev the head nod, and just heading heading past him to go home. And then after that, I remembered waking up in the hospital. But then a couple years ago, I started to remember like talking to the actual paramedics and stuff. Like oh I remember like oh now I remember the conversation because Trev would always tell me like it's wild because you were good like you like like I had got hit like because they were behind me and then they caught up to me Mm -hmm. and they passed me and the girl was like that was David and Trev was like you sure 
So they had to come back. And by the time they got back, ambulance was already there. Yeah. By the time they got there, like I was already up talking to the paramedics and all that. But Trev told me I was trying to pick the bike back up and like I was good. Mm -hmm. Um, Concussion, concussed obviously, but now I remember like giving them my information, my insurance and all of that. I don't remember the ambulance ride, but. What hit you? The girl said she thinks it was an SUV. Um, I don't remember what hit me. Um, she said I got sideswiped. It looked like she said it looked like they was changing lanes. Mm-hmm. Just didn't see me. Went right through me. Kept it moving. So I don't think they don't know that they hit me. They know I they just, hit you, but they yeah, didn't stop so they you. Just, you got to yeah, feel that. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so that's wild. Luckily really they were. Wild. Luckily they were there because. I'm pretty sure in that moment, like, my arm didn't work, and I was still trying to get on the bike and ride. I don't yeah. know at what point I would have knew, like, no, nah, I'm not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, the ambulance got to me fairly fast. I went to Hackensack Hospital, and I was in ICU for about a week. Like, it was a lot more wrong than I had known. Like, it was so, initially, the brachial plexus, something was wrong with my lung. I broke all the bones in my arm. Bunch of a bunch of road rash, some bleeding on the brain. Oh, I had yeah. mad so stuff going on. So you on. got up, you was literally... Adrenaline. adrenaline, adrenaline shock, yeah, yeah, adrenaline. Thinking I was good, and I wasn't at all. Um, but the only thing I still got going on is the arm. Um, and when I woke up in the hospital, and I finally was able to realize, like, oh, like, I'm hurt, hurt. I didn't. I still then didn't realize like my arm is never gonna work again. Cause they was like, yo, you severed your brachial plexus. Cause at the time they were like, it could nerves are finicky. Like mm-hmm. it could work tomorrow, it could take years, we don't know. So uh in my head, I'm always, I've always been optimistic and I got this little hint of like I think I'm invincible too. So I was like, there's no way my arm's never working again. I'll be good. I wouldn't even worry about it, honestly. So and, it uh, real, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm it took years for me to really just I never really gave it thought, but then when I finally did, I so much time had passed and I was good without the and arm. You got so used to it. Yeah, yeah, I got yeah, so yeah, used to it. You, it was Damn, son. You know why I bring that up? I asked that because I wanted to understand because you seem, you're such a positive individual. Yeah. So I, I, I always tell people like, circumstances in life really are what you make them. Absolutely. And so when you can put your mind in a certain place, you can literally control the outcomes of how you feel. Like there's obviously you can't, you can't will your arm to work again. Yeah. But you can will yourself to make it seem like that arm wasn't... How you feel about that exactly. arm. Exactly. Yeah. And That's one of the biggest things I tried to unpack. Like, people always bring that up. Like, yo, how do you still keep, like, this positive? And I have I feel like we've gotten to a place in this world where you really can't do anything that hasn't been done. So I make that point to say, like, there's people who have gone through what I've gone mm-hmm. through and worse That's- and have been good. You know yeah. what I mean? And I I feel like if anybody could do it, I could do it too. 100%. You know what I mean? Not to compare to people's situations, but people nah, go but through things way worse. I got, so, not to cut you off. No, no, go ahead. Do it, yeah, yeah. There's a dude, like, at this competition that I, that we were just talking about, uh, there's a dude, uh, quadruple amputee, mm-hmm. no legs, no arms, and beat me in the swimming pool, <laughs> in, the, in the 50 meter swim, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm like... And, and up until that point, I had made so many excuses not to swim. Yeah. Because I'm not good at it. I do want to push myself to learn how to swim, but I had never, I'd never been in a swim meet in my life. All these excuses. And then they was finally like, yo, you going to do it or not? And I was yeah. like, all right, I ain't no punk. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to go swim. I'm looking at this dude. I'm like, if he could do it, I could do it. Mm-hmm. Man, halfway okay. through that 50, I'm... <gasps> 
<laughs> he waiting at the wall for me, like, yo, Snipes, come on, come on. I'm like, yo, that's crazy. But it's little little things like that. It's like, man, like if he could get through it, I could, I could, I it's could about, get through it's, it. It's yeah, here, I could man. get through it. It's here. It's everything I'll be is all here. Right. I I remember when um I started doing this comedy shit and I tore my Achilles in November and I just started like bubbling. I just come off my form of residency. Mm. You know what I mean? Just I'm starting everything's starting to move, bro. I'm getting ready to do my birthday show. All right. Achilles pops November third, bro. It's crazy how that happens too. It's crazy because that's kind of how my sit in the in the grand scheme of things. That's how my situation was too. Yeah. Like my military career. Um, was going pretty well, and then when I, I I served in Germany for a few years, mm-hmm. but when I first got to Germany, I had gotten trouble, so I had a hiccup, mm-hmm. and it and it and it hung over my head for a little bit, mm-hmm. and I had Who deployed to room? yeah I had I had I deployed to Afghanistan with my unit from Germany, and the leadership had changed, and the leadership that came in, my first sergeant, he just had this he was just he told me it was something, it was something about you, mm-hmm. and he he invested in me. And when he did that, I was like, I'm gonna work as hard as I can to, you know, make him look good. Mm-hmm. And he pushed me, so I started. I got in the best shape that I did in the military while I was in Afghanistan. Started doing everything I needed to do. I was saving my money. I was in the Bible, all that. Like everything yeah. was working out. And uh, like I could do, I could do no wrong. I wasn't drinking, yeah. none of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Everything was lining up perfect. We had, we had come back from Afghanistan to Germany. They gave me this new job. Uh, they was going to send me to the schools that I needed. They wanted to promote me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right. Ashley had came. I flew my wife out to uh, go to the military ball with me. Mm-hmm. That was working out. Shout out to the family. Yeah, for sure. My wife, blessing. Huge blessing. We could talk about that, too. Oh, no, I'm going to bring that up. Yeah, she had a lot to do with my recovery. But um, Definitely going to talk about that. I, I want to bring that up. It's a it's a big it's a, a lot of reasons why bro I, I'm happy I'm doing this episode with you. Oh, that's dope. So so mad mad stuff was just everything was going right. Nothing could go wrong at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, flew back home. My mom was my mom was graduating that year too um, with her psychology degree, and that's one of the reasons why I came home during that time yes. frame to go to her graduation. And uh, everything was perfect. Like when I say life was perfect at that time, I'm talking yeah. about bank account booming. In the best shape of my life, like for real, like yeah, I wasn't nah. even. The devil got to come see you at that point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha. Like, nah, trust me, bro. And, I know. and the wild thing about that is, when I woke up in the hospital and I got some time to finally like think about it, I was like, man, the devil got me. And then as things started to happen, I was like, that was God. That was all. It was God. It was God. There's no way, 100%. like the way my life turned out after that. I was like, that was all God. It just had to hurt me a little bit, to, cause the. The way things were going, I was going to another duty station after that. Mm-hmm. So if that accident hadn't happened, it wouldn't have gave me the time to settle down with my wife because I would have still been moving. I would have still been moving. So when that happened, I got into the accident. I was in the hospital mm-hmm. for about two weeks. Mm-hmm. They made My unit made me go back to Germany because they didn't realize how bad I was hurt because mm-hmm. all they had was me telling them, like, yo, I'm hurt. I'm in the hospital. I can't get back yet. Mm-hmm. But they did harass me, like, you got to get back here. Blah, blah, blah. So I get back there, and when I get there, they're like, oh, nah, like, you shouldn't have came back. Mm -hmm. So I go see the doctor. The doctor there was like, yeah, we gonna, the best we could do is get you as close to your family as we could. Mm -hmm. And that's how I ended up at Walter Reed. So they sent me, they ended up flying me back almost immediately Mm -hmm. to Walter Reed, and then being there, because it's it's right in D.C., it's in Maryland. Yeah, so Ashley was coming to visit me all the time. I got to buckle down next to my family, Mm. and everything kind of just fell into place from there. Nah, uh, 
like I said, the, the parallels and how that how the injury worked out for the blessing and how you see God in it is the, is like I said, I was bringing it up with um, like I said, me doing me doing comedy, man. Like I tore my Achilles, and the girl I was dealing with at the time, dealing with, I was I was dealing with a, I was rocking with a lot of chicks at the time. Yeah. For um, that's a whole story. Yeah. So I know. You know I what know. I mean? Like, I know. Before, and so I tear my Achilles, and now I'm at home. And like the first, keep it a stack. I didn't think it was fully torn. Mm. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was partially torn. So was you still like trying to walk on it and all that? I had yeah. put a boot on, but still trying to walk on it. I went to actually, funny enough, that same night. I went to go see. Um, I went to a comedy show, and I'm trying to figure out who I went to go see. It was either Capone or I went to go see Brian Simpson. All right. Brian Simpson's fucking hilarious, though. You should check him out. I don't even know who that is. Uh, check out stand-ups on Netflix. Okay. All right? Uh, black dude. Short black dude. Okay. F- I might know him by face. Phenomenal. Comic, I, like that little, I like that Netflix is like dabbling in comedy a lot. Bro, I can't wait to get one. What's it called? Um, <laughs> you and I both. You know what I mean? Definitely going to get one of those. Nice. 100%. Got to. There you go. Um, And I walked on it. And then so I come home the next day. We check it out. I go to the doctor, and he's playing with. He's like, "Yeah, nah, it's you have a two point five centimeter uh, full complete rupture." Jeez, Louise, man, that sounds so painful. So he's telling me surgery, and I'm like, "Nah, I don't need surgery." Like, what are the non-surgical? Because it never rolled up. It didn't roll up into my calf. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I didn't have. Because it was it was when I popped, I didn't realize it, but I knew. Yeah. Cause it was supposed to be way more painful. It just feel like somebody kicked you mad hard in your fucking um, in your ankle, and when you look back and there's nobody behind you, <laughs> that's crazy, man. <laughs> and the way you, it sounds is horrible. You hear it, yeah. It you sounds compl- horrible. It, you hear it. You literally hear when it goes, and it's like your whole body. If you feel it through your whole body, your whole body goes in a shot, and so your adrenaline is there. I walked off the court. I tied my shoe, and then I started to feel it, and I had to walk from my. From the gym, I was playing ball at the gym. LA mm. Fitness. I walked from the gym to my car. I drove home. As I'm driving home, I'm starting to feel it more and more. I get home, bruh. That was it. Mm. So now I'm sitting there like, what the fuck? Like I'm in the middle of like, like everything's popping comedically. Like I'm doing everything I need to be doing. Like why, wow, yeah. And then it clicked to me. I was like, all right. We gonna find a way to make this work. So it's it literally slowed my progress down in terms of getting into the city. Shout out to Betsy Curian too, man. That's my my best friend, my manager. Nice. Um, she wouldn't let me go into that place. Her and my current girlfriend. My current girlfriend was she's the only girl who didn't fall off. Like yeah. she actually clung. That's that's why you said like it kind of put me in a position where like I had to slow down. It was the best thing ever happened. Yeah. It's the reason why I got so dope comedically. Because now I was just home. Yeah. And I was only performing on weekends. Motherfuckers don't know that about me. Like motherfuckers watching me get sharp and don't know I wasn't in comedy clubs every night. Just I was only performing home, yeah, on just, weekends, bro. That's crazy. For like maybe the first two, three months. Because I couldn't. Yeah, you physically, you could, yeah. I couldn't drive. Right? Because I couldn't, I yeah, I couldn't do anything. So. The people around you make a big difference, man. I Betsy, Betsy I took me to shows. Like a good my team. girl took me to shows. My best friend 
took me to shows to make sure I was good. They all would, they would go together as like it would be four or five of them because somebody got to make sure he got his crutches. Somebody got to carry. That's so fire. Bro, that's so I'm one of the people who I cannot say I didn't have the support. Exactly, like, yeah. T-neck, like, my, my town don't fuck with me. <laughs> I, I wanted to ask you about that, like, because you came out hot one day, and yeah, I was like... Because the truth. Dang, that's crazy. I wonder why, It's though. Bergen County as a whole. Because so like, it's, I, don't, I don't take it... I had to stop taking it personal. That, too, yeah. I, start, I used to take it personal. And, you know, not to bring her up, but there was a chick... Y'all know her, too. We used to call her The Rock in high school. Won't say names, bro. Yeah. You can, yeah, I don't you know, know who you talking. I don't know who you talking about, but uh, she, she. But we need James yeah. in the back writing on the yeah, yeah, <laughs> writing yeah, yeah. letters. All right. <laughs> uh, her name is Nicole Bendez. All right. <laughs> oh man, nah, 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 nah. We'll talk about it offline. I don't want. Right. So, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why later. Yeah. Bro. So she wanna... comes at me one day because I post that, and she comes at me about she comes at me about BG. You know what I mean? She made some real disparaging comments about... Does she not like... Do they have beef? That's a whole thing I tell you off. Oh, I didn't know... Yeah, I yeah. didn't know that. I didn't know it either. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, it's my brother and shit, yeah. so... She was like, you out here complaining? I was like, no, it's not about that. It's not about the complaint. It's the fact that I know for a fact when it's really on in those other arenas where people can see you, you're going to come back and everybody's going to act like they fuck with you. Yeah. And the reason why I say that is... When you look at other venue, other places, like I go to Brooklyn right now, bro. I can go to Brooklyn right now and sell out a show. I'm not from fucking Brooklyn. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. And I think it does. Ha that happens a lot. I think it's not. I don't think it's exclusive to you. I think the people when they're so close to you, especially in a town like Teaneck, when you grow up, yeah. No, I, and, and I don't yeah, think it's only me. I yeah, think it's yeah, every. I think it happens. I think there's people so get many talented creatives. The thing that in made me Bur in Jersey, in Bergen County, period, and we don't get behind them until everybody they gotta leave. Get a following, and then everybody was like, "Oh yeah, that's that's because it's so close to home." Like you see yeah. it happen even within your own family. Like people mm. might think you funny, but they might not think because they they might compare say, you. To, if you say you want to be a comedian, they gonna compare you to what they laugh at on TV already. I had that and issue they, with my brother. My brother had to come see me live at my headline spot. He actually performed at that shit too. That's dope. Um, and that's when he actually had to come and be like, "Oh shit, it's you funny." Yeah. So I said that to Sis. Like, I thank God for tearing my Achilles, bro. Like every day, yeah, every day, I don't have to. I don't. I'm not in a relationship. I am, and 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 in the mindset to be in a relationship, like I couldn't imagine being stepping out of my on my lady now, like because yeah. I'm in such a different place in terms of the, you know what I mean. So, you don't think that a LeBron James could have that same sentiment? Like it's just not worth it. It's just not worth I it. I say, all right, let me be real. I say all of that because I. The prestige and the stages is there. I don't have the money yet, but do you and I do, and I and I believe in my mindset, and I believe in my belief in God. So the reason why I can't speak on LeBron James, I don't, I don't know him personally, but I will say this to you, right? When you, because you get a chance to start to meet some of these individuals, like stars, people who you first of all don't meet your heroes. I don't really have heroes. That's the thing. Like that, I don't Thank know. God. I Thank don't. God. I don't really Thank glorify God. celebrities. I appreciate them for what they do in their art, but yeah. But what I mean when I say when I say here, like you may, you may look at a person and you appreciate their art to a point where it's like you don't meet. You think that you nigga. rock with them, right? Like don't yeah. meet that nigga. Bro. <laughs> I promise you. You know, like, you know. I kept having that recurring sentiment with in music. Yes. Like I'm like, oh, I like this artist, and then they do something that's like I can't, I can't really respect don't the meet character them because, behind because a lot of it is facade. 
sometimes it isn't though. Some of these guys are really dope yeah. individuals, but then they break the shit down to you, bro. A lot of the time, especially with these athletes or just entertainers, it's it's a part. They vet these women to you. It becomes a part of the lifestyle. That's crazy. So when you uh, look at Michael Jordan, remember all these niggas wanted to be like Jordan. That's true. All right. LeBron is broken the mold in terms of the marketing of what it being. And I, I pray that man is the definition of exemplary when it comes to his wife. Yeah, he is. I think you're wrong. I, <laughs> I, think you, I swear. You know what? I, black men don't cheat. You're right. <clears throat> you're right. <laughs> yeah, right. We go, but just knowing some of the things you know and being around some of the people I've been around, I used to bounce. Used to bounce in strip clubs. Mm. Used to be around. So, so you, you got to kind of behind the stage. You understand it, yeah. bro. You see these guys in a different light. You you understand it. I don't judge a man. I just understand how weak man is. I, I don't believe any man strong in the temptation. I believe men can control the circumstances they put exactly. themselves in. So I could say this. I'll be more cognizant of the positions I put myself in. Exactly. And that's why I feel like I have a better chance of not stepping out on my lady. Yeah. Right? I never played a never game because never got a way of finding it. And you starting with a team. I think that helps a lot. My team, that's... You starting with a team. And they can make you see, like... Especially a woman. Like, she's like, yo, they, you they, see that's that why, That's why, because you, you got to understand, when your niggas be around, your niggas... They going, yeah, because... Yeah, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just, it's just the nature of the energy. It's yeah. Like, this is how yeah. it goes. So... It's the reason why I tell I tell all men like yo get good women around you, bro. Yeah, you need a good balance. Of, I care about you too. Yes, yep. and don't stop sleeping with every woman you're around, guys. I think the I think the only hard thing that's I think the only thing that's hard to plan for mm-hmm. is if the money does come in because it changes everything and you don't know how the people around you react to that because it doesn't change. It, I, I, I'm and I realize it. It don't change you, bro. Even the prestige. The, it just yeah, you just have the resource now. You yeah. have the resources. The being on certain stages, being more of a, it doesn't change you, man. People around you, I've seen it. I've lost friends already doing this shit. Mm. And it's weird because it's just like you know how like you go out and support people for everything they do, like your closest friends, real yeah. close friends. And so you don't understand why when you get into this position, you're doing your things, it's not reciprocated the same way. But then you realize there's a different perception of what you're doing compared to when you was just helping out somebody who was just on the quote unquote same level. As yeah. You. It's not not realizing my nigga. It'd be like you being at a VP position in your job. Just don't nobody know your name. That's you true. got a different profile, different That's set fair, of money, yeah. you got different resources, right? But it don't change you. Right, I think it's the idea of people knowing me that don't know you, or vice versa, that throws people off. And you know, I think the foundation in the team, the found, and this, this is, I'm very spiritual. Like I'm, like God is my, I'm, I believe in Jesus Christ as my my savior. There so you like go. that counts for a lot. So my my my, that's what I do. I tell people the reason why it seems different is because it is different. It don't come from me. This is mm-hmm. a gift. Yeah. I could be, I'd be arrogant to think that what I'm doing at the pace I'm doing it is because I'm just some otherworldly Something genius. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. I may be an otherworldly genius, but that's a gift that from, was. Yeah, it comes from somewhere. And it's yep. supposed to exude and it's supposed to feel like him and people are supposed to see him when they see me. I think as long as you never forget that, you'll be all right. Yeah. And I think that's what's going to keep my saving grace. And the people around me, they view it the same way. Like, yeah. I, I'm very strategic with the energy I keep around me because of that. Because. 
the wrong individuals will put the wrong the wrong energy into your into your situation. Yeah. Like imagine if you imagine if you had the wrong woman. Yeah. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Imagine if you had the wrong people in your ear. You know what I mean? Imagine how different your mindset could have been being in the situation you are. Right? Like you radiate right now. That wouldn't be there if you don't have the support. And that's why I say guys like yo Take care of your teams. Like, take care of the people around you. Cause Absolutely. Yeah. Don't take them for granted, too. Oh. I think it's it's easy to look over the people the closest to you. Oh, man, because, because Especially the strong people. Me and my wife was having a conversation about that recently. Like, she was, she was feeling some type of way about a relationship. And I'm like, where we are right now, we're so good. People just think we're good. Yes. You feel some type of way because that's your friend. You would like to be checked on. But your friend going through stuff... That is perspective is the ultimate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't, a lot of times we look at people's situations and don't understand that they have a complete different perspective. Exactly. Yeah. And so that perspective doesn't make them hate or love you any less. It's just that you have to understand. Just like you may have not called that person in two months as well, and you didn't even realize realize it, it right? Because just, you are going through so much. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I always just try to take a step back and just. Because when you do get on the phone, like, generally ask the person, how are you doing? Because when a person when, when a person feels that and they break that down to you, that two months you was mad because you didn't hear from them changes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You yeah, if, you t- if, if everybody took a second to just listen, I think a lot of things would be better. Mm-hmm. You know who I just spoke to the other day? I, uh, he just, it just crossed my mind because he actually, like, hit me up like, yo, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you later. And we just chopped it up for, like, yeah. a half hour. Dave Perlman. Oh, facts, yeah. facts, facts, facts. Talked to him for actually two days in a row. Me and him talked for a long time on the phone, just about nothing and everything. Yeah. It was mad cool because it was random, and it's. I think it. I think it's. That's hard for people sometimes to just reach out to have a conversation because it might almost seem weird. Like I don't want to bother somebody or whatever your reason is. Like people don't just talk on the phone no more. It's you know what I'm saying. And no, it sounds, it's true, bro. It might sound. It sounds strange. Like if you haven't, because me and him hadn't spoke for a long time, but we used to be mad close. Of course. So he's like, "Yo, you you think you're busy later?" And I was like, uh, "Nah, I should I should be free." He's like, "I'm gonna call you." And I was like, "I bet." That's me and Trey Walters. Wow, I haven't heard that name in a while. Trey he's a cool dude. I like Trey. Trey go Trey's been through a lot. Word? Been through a lot in terms of mental health. Mm. You know what I mean? But Trey's come a long way in his growth. Um Trey, Trey reached out to me a couple months. He gave me a show one time and when I was doing shit in T next to and just chopped it up. And we reaches out from time to time. Um I say this to all my people right now. If I don't reach out the same way I'm supposed to, I apologize. Apologize, right? Yeah, for sure. I really wish I understood how much is going on, man. It's a lot. It's a lot of shit that goes into doing this, and that's why, like, I'm people don't realize I'm looking forward to getting through this special, getting things established, getting past at a couple clubs, so I can take a break and just reconnect. You know what I mean? That's dope. Yeah. Real shit. Yeah. I feel like it's just it's gonna help my art. For sure. But when you get so caught up in just that's all it becomes. Yeah. And everything gets taken for granted. Fuck the people close to you. Everything. I was starting to get really, really out of shape, like super, super out of shape, right? I'm probably down 10 pounds now. Nice. I got locked back into the mindset of yeah. what I'm, because- It's hard, y'all. It's hard it's as hard, fuck. Yeah. Especially when you hurt. And when, people don't, yeah, man. Especially you, when you hurt. Because it it's, it's maintaining and finding that focus. And I think, I think that's, 
it's crazy because like you would think about the things that individuals like yourself have been through. Like you would think focus is because you have the focus. Yeah, people don't understand. Like it's a lot that's going on in everything that takes a lot to really. Those little things are difficult. Those little things are the things you get more comfortable just chilling by the wayside because it's just like everything yeah. else is a lot. For sure. You know what I mean? Um, let's talk about your wife, man. My wife. Um, That's the high school so sweetheart, anybody, isn't it? Yeah, high school sweetheart. I was about to say, for anybody that doesn't know, she was my high school sweetheart. Uh, we dated junior year and we dated through, through graduation. Mm-hmm. And then we mutually decided to take a break. It was my idea because <clears throat> I tried to figure out what I was feeling, mm-hmm. but I knew she was, I think I was trying to be fair. She, she was going to uh, Rutgers University, mm. and I didn't know what I was doing. Facts. And what I wanted to do was make sure she just had the full college experience. Mm-hmm. But also, if something happened, we could come back from it. Because if you my girl and something happened, I don't want to hear it. You know what I'm saying? Fact. But if we just friends, it might hurt a little bit, but I, I get over it. I cut. I tried to do that with a girl. I won't say her name. She knows who she is. Though. Yeah. I tried to do that with a girl, um, and she didn't. She didn't take it that way. Yeah. So that's we had this. It was a long conversation too. It was honestly a breakup over like two days because I I told her how I felt and why, and she was like, "I'm not gonna like that's not fun for me." And I was like, "You say that now, but Facts. it's a whole different experience that you're going into." Thousands of people you're going to cross paths with different, every day. And different people And in not ear. to mention, she's leaving home, but she's not going that far with a bunch of people she's comfortable with. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's mm-hmm. like you moving home to a different location. Yeah. It's going to be party time, no matter which way you slice it or not. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got your back. Honestly, and I told her, things probably won't be that different between us, but this is just for me mentally. Like Facts. Like you doing something the with freedom, somebody. Yeah. The freedom that, you, that I need to give you is more so for my peace of mind. Exactly. And the girl who I tried to do that with never understood that, so she crossed the line. That was un. Yeah, that's. You know what I mean? And the reason why I bring up that high school sweetheart thing, like, that's incredibly rare because yeah. of how we are set up in society now in yeah. terms of how men and women are meant to think relationships or meant to think this interaction between men and women is supposed to go. Yeah. So, what. What do you, what would you attribute to that being how do you feel like you found you guys found your way back to each other and then what's been the foundation that has kept y'all going and do you think that you are in the place you are in terms of your mental space the going through everything do you think you are there without that do you think you'll probably be even further because of do you think there's sacrifices you made because of it and that was mad questions I know we can yeah. go through them yeah so let me just finish t- let me see. all right so it was Pulling teeth a little bit because she wholeheartedly was like, I'm not going in for that. We don't need to not be boyfriend and girlfriend. And I was like, I think it's it's best. I was like, just trust me. And I was like, to be honest, things probably won't change between us. Like, it'll still be the same. It's just no title there. And, uh, of course, there was some convincing on, had to be convincing on my part because then she was like, I'm not dumb. You just trying to be in the street while I'm gone. And I was like, to be honest with you, that's not where my head is. But I can't sit here and promise you things won't happen. Facts. Because I want to be honest and, like, maybe that'll be the thing for her to go do what she got to do, too. Like, Facts. I don't want you holding on. To, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just want, I just tried to be open and fair about it. You wanted it. the freedom to be able to show it had to be. If we're going to come back together, it has to be. Yeah. 
Yeah, so she goes to Rutgers, and I stayed home for about two years doing nothing really. Jobs, BC, tried BCC twice, but I was BCC is a fucking setup. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it depends on your mindset though. Like I, I know people that went to BCC and made it because she actually actually ended up leaving Rutgers, going mm -hmm. back to BCC, and then doing a nursing program at Holy Name. But the reason why I say setup, you wasn't a school nigga in in general. I wasn't, and and I don't and I don't say that as a bad thing. No, I know that. Yeah, I think I got the most bizarre high school or school experience that there is because. Uh, I go back to the high school and they receive me with open arms. Like when I walk into the high school, they treat me like a celebrity. Mm. You would never think like I was probably the worst student that Teaneck High School has ever seen. You know what I'm saying? But that's because of the relationships that I had with the teachers. Like I just Sorry. didn't do homework, but I was always respectful. Always respectful. I, I didn't do homework. You questioned. I questioned. The reason I, I got in trouble, I used to question the system a lot. Of course, as you from, should. From, from seventh grade. It was a math class. I remember it. Math always did it for me too. <laughs> I posted Shh. about that the other day, not to cut you off. Matt, they, Mr. Mr. Um, Mr. LeJudas actually stopped me from getting put in special ed. Wow. Miss Green wanted to put me in special ed. I, I got put in special ed math because of that bullshit. Because I remember it was in seventh grade. She was like, um, they tried to give me homework. And I was like, I understand this already. Exactly, yeah. And she was like, well, you said, I was like, what's the point of homework? And she was taken aback by that. And she was like, it's to practice what you learn today. So if I'm telling you I understand I the concepts yeah. you learned today, yep. then this is just unnecessary busy work. I got fucking detention. Right? And yeah, do you know what that was, te that was teaching us? Never to question the system. Exactly. Yeah. And that's sure. why from the rest of high school, I never did homework. But my, my test scores were all, because I was smart. Exactly. I didn't take notes. My dad said it to me the other day. He was like, I remember you used to get in trouble all the time for socializing excessively, not realizing that that was your gift. <laughs> mm, that's wild, and, and that's the truth. And we suppressed that for so long. That's why you found it so late, but it was always your gift. And that's why the other day I was giving Mr. LaJudas his kudos. It happened to be his birthday, and I saw it, and I'll never forget that story. Because mm -hmm. we sat in the office, and Miss Green was like, I'm about to, I was just, I, I was all over the place. She was mm -hmm. like, I'm about to put you in special ed. And Mr. LaJudas was like, if you put him in special ed, he's probably going to get worse because he can do the work. Like, he's smart. He's just bored. And he was absolutely right. Facts. And because me and him also had it out in the same way where, like, you got to do the homework. And I'm like, for what? Like, Facts. I just got the, I literally got the best grade in the class on the last math test. What am I doing homework for? I was, she needs to do homework. Not me. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the, that's the, yeah. it's, it's the concept of like, yo, she doesn't grasp it. I do. Yeah. Not everybody learns the same way. Exactly. You're making me not want to do this tomorrow because now I've just done a whole bunch of shit that I already understand just because. Just because you want to. Just because you want to know exactly. that I did some shit at home. Yeah. And that's where I was like, you're not, this has nothing to do with me about learning. Because if this was about learning, then this wouldn't be a conversation. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's where, that's why I'll go back to saying this. BCC was a setup because mm. you're literally going from a system that made no sense that you weren't paying for to go to a system that still makes no sense that you're paying for. That you're yeah. paying for. That's actually how I ended up in the military. Yep. So I, I can see that. Military, yeah, because like I went to BCC and I ended up dropping out because I was working too and I was making good money. Mm -hmm. and I was like, I'd rather just work, but my mom had paid for it, and I was like, well, I gotta pay her back. My mom don't play that. Like if she she's not paying for anything that 
doesn't really make sense. You know what I'm saying? So like, if I would have did what I was supposed to do, we would have been square. Mm-hmm. But I dropped out. She was like, "Yeah, no, I'm not paying for that." I, yeah, yeah, I need my bread back. Yeah, yeah I get so, it. so I ended up paying. It was to put a sense of urgency in you. That too. Yeah. So I I I, I dropped out, and I was working and partying. And then it got to a point where I had saved up a good amount of money, and then I was just partying and quit my job. Then I found another good job, partying and having that job. And then I just quit that job. And my mom was like, you, you're on the cycle, and you got to fix it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, between that and a series of some mentors like making me think about the future, my mom was like, listen, just go back to school. And I was like, I don't want to because I don't want to waste any more of your money, and I don't want to spend mine to go to school. And she was like... Give it an honest effort. That was always her thing. Like, you didn't even try. Like, at least try this time. Try. Give it an honest effort. Because you could do the work. Mm -hmm. Like, just try. So I was like, all right, you know what? I'll give BCC another shot. And then the day we went to register, she took me and everything. We went to register. We missed registration by a day. And and (laughs) emotionally, it took a toll on me because it was like a lot going on. And Mm -hmm. she had pushed me to the point where... She had gave me the motivation of like, all right, I'm to about actually to go to BCC. Really go out here and really I'm about try to get and it together. Yeah, I'm about to get it together. I'm about to register. Right way for real, for real. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. get to the admissions joint and and they're like, oh, you missed it by a day. And now I'm like, I feel like I'm back to square one. And I cried and everything like that. I don't know of what course. I'm gonna do because the crate, the way my, I think me and him hung out like a handful of times in that in that span of two years after we graduated. Mm-hmm. And the and the thing that you saw me do that was regular for me. That was regular for me. Like I was doing, I was doing that. So I got to a point where like I can't just live like that. Like that's Thanks. not like I knew it. And and when I'm talking to Jameson about like I was just wilding. Like I was just having too much fun, wilding, criminal activity. But it was regular. Same. It was regular for Same. me. Same. And then somebody asked me like, "Where do you see yourself in five years?" And I really didn't know. And but I was also honest with myself in a sense of like I was comfortable doing what I was doing. And I was like. Dang, like it, it, one week I had ran from the cops every day that week, but I was good. I was comfortable. Nothing about it in my head was like, no, yeah, I don't yeah, do yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? And then when I finally got a chance to sit still and think about stuff, I was like, nah, I can't do this. Then the BCC thing happens, and I'm like, I gotta do something. And I'm, I'm, I'm an extremist. Like I need, I need, um, I need, I like, I like to take risk, high risk, mm-hmm. high reward. That's I'm comfortable with that. So I went home that day. I started looking for other jobs. I was even considering like leaving. I thought that would be good for me. Like whatever mm-hmm. I found, like maybe going away would be good. And I, I had just happened to put my information on the the army website, the recruiting website yeah, yeah. online. Just did it. Boom. Dude called. Like, let's just say if I did it four o'clock that day, dude called me set, like six p.m. that night. Like, hey, did you put your information? I'm like, yeah, it's two hours ago. Like, dang. Wow. He was like, can I come talk to you right now? Dude came to my house. Mm-hmm. Spoke to me at 8 p.m. My mom is like, why is it? Because I didn't, it happened so fast. I didn't get a chance to like. Tell her, yeah. Yeah. So she's like, there's a man in uniform at the door. Like, for what? And I spoke to him. I was, he's a recruiter. And she was like, uh, no. And I was like, I mean, I don't know. They talking money and all that. Like, you know, I need something. She was like, okay, let's at least talk about it. He spoke to me, gave me some information. He left. She was like, don't just do something out of impulse. Because I'm impulsive too. Facts. I'm impulsive too. And I was, I thought about it overnight, slept on it. And I was like, I could do it. Like, I could mm-hmm. do it. Like, nothing about it makes, like, no red alarms Game going off. It's right? perfect for me. Yeah, I think I think it would be perfect for me. And she was like, I'll always support you in anything you do, in it, even if I don't agree with it. And I was like, all right. And then, uh, Sorry, yo, my mom is no, yo, she's, she's such a blessing because my mom is so special. Like, she had me when she was 16. Mm-hmm. And the way I would, 
our life turned out is not no nobody would have thought like we would be where we're, where we are nice. like the things she's accomplished the things that I've accomplished like I think pe- people wrote us off when that happened mm-hmm. but um to fast forward and she's just psychologically on another level like the way she teaches the way she raised me with little resources mm-hmm. coming from toxic situations herself growing mm-hmm. up um like I just she's 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 uh She's special, yeah, really. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. she just puts know. me in a space when I think about her deeply. But um, yeah. So I told her like I think I want to do this. She's like, I bet. And then uh, of course I had to take the test and all that. And she's standing there like, please don't pass this test. Like, <laughs> of course I aced the test. I did mad good. I was able to pick any job I wanted, and uh, jo- ended up joining the military. And that's how I ended up there. Yeah. Nah, man. You know, you know the reason why I didn't go to the military? Why? I was going to Paramus High School at the time, and bro, I moved junior year. I meant to ask, like, so, yeah, like, when I was on my way here, I couldn't remember when you got to TNEC, and I I felt like you didn't graduate with I us. I didn't graduate with child. Yeah. I, I got to TNEC seventh grade. I left junior year. I was there I was there all of sophomore year. I never came back after sophomore year. I never came out to visit. That's crazy. How was, Paramus High School looks like a, like a college campus. Paramus High School was one of the, I thank God for that experience. Uh, I learned so much there in those two years than I ever did. That's any. crazy. Because Is it as the, diverse there? No, it's, okay. I was I one of four so. black. I was one of four black kids in school. Gotcha. Um, it was predominantly white and Asian. Mm. But the reason why I learned so much is because of the curriculum. Uh, the thing that's why I told her the things they they gave us access to, um, the way the teachers related to us, was way different than they did in Teaneck. Yeah. I remember I came from Englewood. Uh, I always I bring this up. I've probably brought this up in countless different episodes, but it was it's four class it was um sociology, psychology, philosophy, and communications and media. I learned everything about life mm. <laughs> from those four classes, from That's those crazy. four teachers. I used to go and talk to those teachers. And I never did homework in those classes either. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I left high school with a with a two point what, two point six? Hard in mind. Hmm? About a whole point. Yeah, no, nah, the five school with a two point. Not, nah, I feel you, but yeah. Every teacher when I left there, my was like, "Yo, you were one of the most brilliant minds I've ever seen in my entire life." That's dope. I didn't understand what they were saying, and I appreciate the teachers that tell you that too. Yeah, especially when you're different, because you hear it and it makes you feel good. Because they're like, they was like, "Yeah, it's like they'll see a defense like, nah, it's like, like I, my t- her name is Nancy Strumwasser, is my psych teacher. I will go talk to her for hours." She was like fascinated by me, obviously because I'm a nigga too. So they don't expect. Yeah, it they don't. Yeah, yeah. That, never, that's that's honestly the secret to my. Comedy. I don't say that, but I think it's that's true. what happens with me a lot. I, I you're give, like you're like you're like Jamal in that movie. <laughs> 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 yeah, 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 you know I mean, I am, but I could turn it on. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. You're like, one of the good ones. Yeah. So I actually um I don't fault people for ignorance. Me either. I really don't. Like you don't know what you don't know. So if all you learned is highlighted aggressively. Hmm? You, I, I, <laughs> I don't do that either. I don't like to make people feel uncomfortable sometimes. The ignorance could be you don't know because you choose. That's true. That too. Or that you have too. To be able to discern that. That's what makes it I give people the space to 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 give me that information though. So if you show me that you're ignorant, I'll assume it's just because you don't know, not because you choose not to know. But over time, I ask questions that that are assessing. So with time, if I could tell like, oh, you just choosing not to know, then I know I just cut off a certain level of like, Facts. like I won't let you get to me because I know like that's your you don't know how not you don't know how not to do that, you just don't know. 
Yes. Uh, now you gotta now going back to comedy. I'm in a space where nothing offends me anymore. That's if one of my superpowers. Well. That's yeah, one of my superpowers. Done, yeah, yeah. If, if it's done well, uh, nothing offends me. Uh, I give comics the grace to fail. I Got give to. people the grace to fail. I will highlight hypocrisies. I will highlight things I don't like. Yeah. With an extreme confidence and energy. Yeah. But then I will also respect your ability to highlight things that are completely adverse to what I believe. Yeah. The same way. If you sound fucking dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Because I need you to articulate why you hate me in an intelligent way. Exactly. And can, it might make sense. Like, I've been there, sense. too. Like, it might make sense. And I, I've, had people, I've had people highlight their racism to, or, like, their prejudice or racism to Yeah. Me. And I literally looked at this motherfucker and said, I get it. Yeah. yeah I get that. You're not wrong. <laughs> like, you're not, you're you're not, not wrong in yeah. how you feel. Yeah. I feel like your ideals are absolutely misconstrued and come from a complete and utter ignorant place. Definitely. But your ignorance is rooted in, in actual well thought out. <laughs> no, it's, yeah. it's it's a wild play. Yo, listen, I had to grow up doing this shit, man. Because yeah. if you you can't go into this shit being in the mind, you can't be so fucking militant doing this comedy shit. Yeah, no, nah, not at because all. Because you'll you'll lose your fucking mind. And I think they, they you... try to test. It's in life. It, to me, comedy is just a. Mar- I think everything is a microcosm of high school. I've always said that human nature is so consistent that everything is high school. The only reason why the only difference is you're older and you're in different environments. Yeah. But the reason why everything equates to high school because the first place where we're cog- cognitively aware of our surroundings, of interactions and of relationships, yeah. and we're in a mass setting of of yeah. people. So those that, things yeah. just transfer. Oh, like when you go to a corporate, if you ever been in a corporate job, it's it's fucking high school. Except somebody get paid, somebody get paid more. Mm-hmm. Somebody get treated better because they get better grades. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. And the system. It's system, yes. Mm-hmm. Unplugging yourself is very difficult. Oh, super. Because unplugging yourself requires a certain set of confidence. In, in lack not, of fear. Lack of fear of not being like everyone else. It's very because I don't even think people realize it though. Like because your your natural inclination is to be accepted. Yeah. So being to being accepted and being caught into that place of just being in the hamster wheel, the rat race. Exactly. I think those studies are so fascinating. Like if you ever see, like they'll put a camera on like an elevator or something, and they'll put people on the elevator. There's one person that's not in on it, and then like I think I I don't know if I've seen this video or if I heard somebody talk about it, but normally when you stand on the elevator, you turn around and face the door. So they did a study where they put somebody on the elevator who didn't know, and they had about 10 people come on that same elevator, walk in, and just face the back wall. Mm. And you'll see them stand there for a few minutes facing the elevator, but then slowly they'll turn away and look at the wall just because everybody else is doing it. Mob mentality. You know what I'm saying? Mob mentality is... It's wild. I I studied it, learned it, and that's why I'm so good at comedy. I understand it. That's why I sit stationary when I do comedy. I don't walk up and down. I, I think move. that's harder too. So much harder to sit still and just. It's why it's, you have to control the room. It's so it's it's yeah, it's, it's hard. It's, it's part of the mystique of why I do so well because I realize, and it puts people in a position where, and it, I do it to other comics too. Other comics are afraid of me because of that because you don't I need put you in a position. I put you in a position where it's like I've, there's no frills, there's no gimmicks, there's no theatrics. I would have. Ne- that's I always. That's why I said my mm, Achilles is the reason. Because I used to, yeah. I used to stand and pace. I used to do all of that shit. 
my Achilles is the reason I started because I couldn't stand on stage. After that, it was just like I'm never getting back up. Yeah. Like, I found my comfort zone. Yeah. I started murdering. I didn't start murdering rooms until that. That's crazy. And my the material is what got tighter because I had no other choice. I wasn't yeah. gonna be able to get people to laugh any other way than just being elite with the wordplay. And so now it's a power move. I sit on that stage, and a lot of comics look at like like damn son, like this nigga is just killing people with straight material. That's dope. There's no anime. So it's, I say all this to say, man, like there's no such thing as a negative, con there's no such thing as a negative circumstance. Every circumstance is what you make it. I look at you as a walking, living testament to that, right? I think a lot of people would be in the position you're in and not be in the mindset you're in. I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it too. You know what I mean? I watch, I watch my best friend who you would think in terms of just being, in terms of confidence, in terms of, yeah. they would you would think that that's the last person. I think that messed a lot of people up. Like nobody, see, nobody could see that coming, especially if you grew up with him and knew him. Smart, yeah, that's my brother, bro. Like, yes, that's like one of those you meet somebody and you're like, oh, they could do anything. Yeah, BG, B, BG taught me how to be confident. I remember I was hanging out with BG when I started losing weight and like really getting into the yeah. gym. And BG was hanging out with me. He was like, yo. You're one of the coolest things I ever met, but you don't believe it. And if you don't believe that shit, I can't hang out with you. And he be dead ass too. He be dead like he give you he give you gems like that and he be dead serious. Like, no, nah, I'm not laughing. I'm not he'll laughing. say that to you. And I'm nah, like, yo, dead ass. I'm like, yo, BG, chill, nah, my man. That's why I didn't like, yeah, nah. He was like, yo, if you can't, if you're not gonna believe in yourself, I can't hang out with you. And he be dead serious. Man, it's so wild, yo. So it's like, man, BG killing himself rocked my foundation in like life. Yeah. I that's so crazy. Never, yeah. But again, I'm not doing this if he if I'm not if I'm not saying I would I would love to have my brother back. If I never got yeah. to do comedy again, yeah. I'd have my brother back. I'd be Gucci. But this doesn't happen if that doesn't happen. He he rocked the foundation, everything I thought that was real. Uh yeah, man, I had to find I I tried I tried to put myself in the same mindset that BG had to get to to actually take his own life. The reason being That's is crazy. because I looked at BG as like the pinnacle of confidence to me, bro. Like I, it really, really rocked everything for me. You know what I mean? That yeah, shit. That's but again, deep. I'm not that's here. Heavy. Yeah, that's. I'm that's not wild. here. I'm not here doing what I'm doing, and that's why I go out of my way. Like nobody will ever forget Brian Gilbert's name. You can't speak down on Brian Gilbert's name if you want to speak down on Brian Gilbert. And the individual I was talking to tried to do that. Mm. And I'm like, you're not going to speak down on that man when he's not here yeah. to tell you his side of the story. You you could have had those issues. I've had I've had that picture for years. You could have had those issues a long time ago and spoke your mind. Nobody will ever speak down on that man's name in front of me, right? Yeah. He's not perfect. Not, not by any stretch of... And I always joke about it with BG... When I was hanging out with BG and I would meet a woman, and they'd be like, you know Brian Gilbert? I'd be like, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, I would never hang out. I would never, never hang out with such a, such a detestable human being. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that man is funny, man. It's crazy, bro. That nigga is so unique, and he was... Super unique. He, yeah, there was nobody like him, and so... Yeah, I, that, I think that shook a lot of people up, bro. For sure. 
Yeah, it was. I wish he knew to how get many the news. Yeah, to, get how, the, yeah, yeah. to get the news was like no way. But I then remember exactly where out, I was at. I didn't even want to know how, but then when I found out how, I was like, even like it just didn't make no sense. I had when to sit I down found out he did it, I knew exactly how he did it. Yeah, no bullshit. That's crazy. Yeah. I won't go into detail, but when BG BG picked up, and I was like, I, you never should have got one of those. And the reason being is because I just, because we've talked before, like, yeah, if yeah. you've ever really met BG, BG actually broke life down to you, and yeah, BG would call you at twelve o'clock, drunk as shit, until you meet him at a bar, yeah, and he's the only person you be in your bed, and you're gonna get up and you're gonna go meet that man, yeah, for sure, every time. I used to love. I used to intentionally go to Miller's when I came home, just to go on my leave, just to make, just to I'm, see if he yeah. was, yeah, like yo. He he, did but it yeah. was crazy because you would come and because he would always tell me, it's like Snipes was here. Yeah, yeah. He would always tell me Snipes was here. You would cut because I, I used to come in late. Yeah, I was always a late shift guy. <laughs> that listen, bouncing was <laughs> doing security. Not only cause I did security at a bunch of different spots. Doing security is one of the best worst times of my life. I moved out of my mom's house around that time. I was selling drugs. <laughs> like, no, nah, real shit. Nah, I'm super transparent about everything. I was moving about two pounds of weed a week. That's a lot. Um, six dozen edibles, six dozen cookies. Jeez Louise. You know what I mean? Cold I was doing everything. Oh, man. And I come from a great family. Like, yeah, that's, that's what also helped me turn a new leaf. Because when you meet my family, you like, yo, facts. I had honestly, no, I don't get embarrassed. I don't. But like, that's something I feel a little bit like. I wish I would have understood then. Like, I represented my household. I yo, it's so, it's so surreal to see where I'm at now, just spiritually and just with my family. Yeah. And remember, like, yo, like, son, like you was. Yo, you was really different, Yo. and for no reason <laughs> other than the fact that I think I think my foundation in church got rocked by by a couple of things that happened. And once I left church, my church, my family was so involved with church. Yeah. So I felt to sep once I separated myself from church, I separated myself from my family. Mm. And it happened to be I just happened to be the time I moved out of my mom's crib. I moved my mom's crib strictly. People think it's because I wanted to be a grown. Nah, I'm, I, I moved my mom's crib strictly because I want to smoke weed. I couldn't smoke weed in her house, and it was fucking pissing me off. Bro. That's crazy. That that's simple, but it's so honest. Simple. That's crazy. Real shit. I got I, kicked out. Huh? I, I mean, essentially, is what happened. <laughs> I got kicked. It out. was more so my mom hit me with an ultimatum, and I think she was shocked with my decision making. <laughs> our mom was like, "You either go smoke weed, or you're gonna live in this house with me." <laughs> <laughs> and the rest is history. I found out. I, I was, I was, out, I was out two weeks later. Real shit. Do your parent, do your parents or your mom, do they feel differently at all now because of where it's going with like legalization my, and it's, all that? My dad is. My mom. We don't talk about it. Okay. It's an unwritten. It's an unspoken. You know, my mom knows what goes on, but she just don't. Want, yeah. And it's she's a hypocrite because my <laughs> my nah real shit because like my her favorite brother is the biggest pothead in the world, son. Like my uncle is. Such a fucking pot. <laughs> unapologetic. Like, like unapologetic pot. So you ever smoke with your uncle? Yes. When, when we went. <laughs> That's but funny enough, my grandmother died in 2019, in October. And we went to Jamaica. I was actually supposed to go to Jamaica this October for the tomb building. Because mm. we were supposed to do it last year, but you know, with COVID and everything. Yeah. I actually can't make that because of everything I got going on. That's the sad. That's the shit. 
y'all see the prestige. Y'all understand the, sh- the sacrifices yeah. and the the work and the shit that goes into doing the shit we doing. You feel me? Yeah. So, um, she, when I went down to Jamaica, my uncle comes back. He has, you know, you go to Jamaica. I don't know if you you don't smoke weed. Mm, I've dabbled because dab- I have nerve pain, but mm-hmm. not so, yeah, not like regularly. Yeah. Well, I smoke weed all the time. I can't stop eating. That's the only reason I don't. Like when I'm yeah, high, that takes a little bit to get used to. I, I think it was I, Tariq. Tariq shared something on Twitter recently. Was like that's a facade. I was like, nah, my man. No, it is though. <laughs> it's 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 just how we talked about it being mental. It's all mental. It's it's a lot of times it's yeah your body the body chemicals release you want to eat yeah but you're not hungry and when you start telling yourself that you you can't tell me the food don't taste better it tastes fantastic okay. For all right, but that's that's a mental, that's a choice. That's because you there's a pleasure aspect to the you enjoy the endorphins that are released ah, when yes. you when you ingest the food while hot. So it's the it's the craving for that endor that endorphin release gotcha. that you're looking for. When you can start to suppress that, understand that's just pleasure receptors because you're not hungry. Mm. You stop doing it. All that right? makes sense. But we smoke weed in Jamaica from um yeah that yeah we smoke weed the whole trip. That's crazy. Jamaican weed is trash, by the way. Word? You have to go to dispensary. Yes, it's I can't believe weed. you said that out loud. I have no problem saying it. They'll be on their weed is actually pure. That's the problem. We're not this. What we're doing up here is drugs. Uh, <laughs> what we're doing is drugs, and I'm okay with that because the shit they smoke. That shit don't get me hot. It would piss me off when I go to Jamaica because you'll be smoking with these niggas and like. They clip the J. I'm like, my nigga, like, what the fuck are you clipping the J for? So I'm like, I haven't, I need three of these, bro. This shit's That's trash. Crazy. That's crazy. It's That's surprising. Good. No, no, it's not. Yo, yeah, they keep talking about, oh my God, legalize it. No, nigga, you are going to go out to Jamaica and be disappointed. <laughs> All right. you, you see everybody smoking, and you're like, first of all, this smell way different than what I'm smoking up there. Yeah. yeah you, nah, this is GMO. And I only smoke GMO weed, nigga. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I only smoke that GMO, nigga. If a doctor in a white coat didn't make stuff. it, don't give it to me. I heard what it's really it? hard to grow it, like potent, like a potent strand. I heard it's just a lot of science that goes. It's into a it. lot of yeah. It's a lot. Uh, I actually want to start a grow operation in the crib, but uh, it's that's that, still that's not, illegal. Yeah. Okay, I was. I, I'm joking I around. I'm joking yeah, around. Yeah, government. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm joking. That was all jokes. All jokes. All jokes. I mean, I don't do that. Can't go to jail now. Too much to lose. I got too many. I used to not be scared to go to jail. You were wild. I was always scared to go to jail. I got really nice skin. I had this. I had this messed up. I had this. I don't even know what to call it. It's BET, nigga. Um, my pops was incarcerated for Mm. almost my entire life. Rest in peace, because he just passed away two years ago. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, but um, when I was younger, I would feel like jail was nothing. Because he did it so much, like, not to say I was built for it. But no, it I understand. Like, I have a homie like that. I won't say his name. Went to jail just like that. Mm. His pops was in jail, and they got caught up in that no snitching thing. So you know, you, yeah. you emulate the lifestyle, and you almost feel like it's a badge of honor. You know what I mean? To take your time and stand yeah. ten toes down. And I want you to understand, like, that shit is bullshit. No, yeah, for sure. And I mean, the same nigga you're not telling on told on you. That's the um, crazy part. You don't understand. All these that. finicky street codes, man. That's a whole nother street podcast. Street codes was created. Just, they was created for wow, control. Wow, it just doesn't make control. sense to me. It's all control. Like even as a dude that used to get into a lot of trouble, one thing that I knew that I was not going to do was gangs. One because I remember too, there was I had a friend in high school mm. whose older brother was in a gang, and we talked about joining, and they said meetings. 
And I was like, I can't. I'm supposed to tell my mother when I'm at this. Like, I don't. As bad as I was, like, I had curfews. Son, I had to come straight nigga, home from school. Nigga, like, yo, nigga. I'm, y'all not jumping me every week no, yeah, because yeah, I gotta yeah, go straight yeah, home. Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. just not. Yeah, gonna I gotta happen. go straight. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> like, no, it's a fact, bro. Like, <laughs> it's like it's not. But happening. your parent, yo, your mom, my dad used to. My mom and dad used to do that shit to me all the time, bro. School, you. I I used to live by the Marriott, right? Okay. And you know where Teaneck High is? Right? Yeah. I had to walk home. I had to be home by 3.30. <laughs> That's crazy. They gave me an hour when I was at TJ. Nah, 3.30. I live, I live next to the high school. But I was getting home like 3.40, 3.45. Yeah. But they, 3.30 was a lynch point because it was just like, you have no room for error. Yeah. So like, you're not, you're not talking to nobody. <laughs> you went to your locker before. like you, you was late to your last period. Man, I got hit by a car once trying to make it home one time. <laughs> you, I bet Yo, you got... I, I, actually, <laughs> I... Was that was that Teaneck High or TJ? <clears throat> it was TJ. I remember that. <clears throat> shit. I had an hour to get home. I remember and that. And I lived next to the high school. You was on a bike. I, I was running actually. Oh. But I, did I get hit by a car twice? But I'm, I remember this incident specifically because I left school and did something. I, I was doing something I was not supposed to be doing. Of course. Messing with some girls. Of course. Watching the clock. Of course. Like, dang, I could still run home of and make it. Waited to the last minute. I'm like, you know what? It's raining. Clouds, super gray. I'm like, yo, I can still make it. I'm running home, not looking. I crossed the, like, where you could get on the Route 4 from Teaneck Road. Mm -hmm. Didn't even look. Didn't see no lights. Didn't hear nothing. And I just remember feeling like I was flipping with my eyes closed. And then when I came to, I was crawling. Then I stood up, and I see the car there, adrenaline. And then I see my shoe over there. So I'm like, yo, I don't know what happened, but I need to put the shoe on and get home. And then the dude, he was a doctor. He get out the car. He's like, oh, my gosh, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm good. Like, yo, who are you? Like, get off me. Like, I got to yeah. get home. And then I get to my shoe, and he's like, you can't go anywhere. And I'm still not understanding what's going on. And I see his car, and they got a big, the windshield is just cracked, big old dent through the middle of the windshield. And I was like, sir, you need to be worried about your car. What happened to your car? And he was like, you happened to my car. <laughs> and that's when I'm like, oh, I just got hit by a car. And I sat down for a second. He was like, you good? I was like, I'm I'm good. He was like, can I give you a ride home? And I was like, no. <laughs> you and then he was like, no, drive. for real. Like, he convinced me, like, no, for real. Like, I just hit you with my car. I'm a doctor. I just need to make sure you're okay. Like, I'll take you home. And I was like, all right. So in my head, then I'm scheming. I'm like, if, at least if I, if I got hit by a car, maybe I won't get in trouble because I'm late now. So we pull up. And it's a legitimate story. Like, yo, I'm pulling up with a doctor. He hit me. Like, maybe I'm good. So I get to the house. Dude rings the bell. Then now I'm limping like, ah. Uh, my, like I got hit Oh, I already car. know. I already know. <laughs> like, no nigga, listen, listen. So pain come out of nowhere. You just, <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, "Oh my goodness!" Like, are you all right? And my grandma is a gangster, right? So my grandma used to live with us at this time. So the dude's talking to my mom at this point at the door, and I go in, and grandma, uh, my grandma was like, "What happened?" And I was like, "I just got hit by a car." And she's like, "Sit down." And I sat down, and she was like, "All right, we're gonna call the ambulance when they get here. Your neck and your back hurt." And I was like, "What?" She was like, when the ambulance get here, your neck and your back hurt. And I was oh, like, yo, what are you shit, talking about? Yeah, she nah. was like, there's no way to really test for that. She really was. Yeah, she was she, like, yeah, we about she, to get this check. She, and the funny thing about it was she was dead serious, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't, like, and this is no joke. My mom always laughs about it to this day. Like, I was not taking days off a of recess at gym. Like, that was my thing. Like, I'm going to recess and I'm going to gym if I can. 
And my grandma was so mad. Like, you don't understand what's going on here. Like, he's a doctor. We're about to get paid. And I was like, I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to research. I'm going to, I got research. Like, yeah, like. Do you not realize we lost Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, like this exactly. Like, today's a big game, bro. It is so mind-blowing <laughs> now to remember, like, thing, how we important things were. We used to go up to the were, hill and they had to play football, bro. Niggas don't understand. Used to have it out. legendary, Yo, bro. I was first team all T-neck. I was okay. My leg was bruised. And then, and then. The fact that you the fact that you hit the windshield is what saved you. Probably. Because the windshield actually has give. Everything else would have fucked you up. Yeah. The when I got to the hospital, they was like, You're gonna feel way worse tomorrow. It's still adrenaline. And then when I woke up the next day, I was like, nah, I don't feel worse. And it was like, all right, well, we could discharge you then. And I just remember like I had, I had an afro like this, then I was rubbing my hand. It was still glass coming out of my hand, all that. But I was good. And I told him, like, yo, if I'm good, I'm going to the gym. Like, I'm not. I'm not. I was like, I'm not. This has been snipes forever, bro. <laughs> nah, like, you think this has been snipes that's forever, true. bro. That's true. From jump. Oh, man, that's crazy. Damn, you should really just, like, you know, you gotta be careful. Just don't walk outside no more. <laughs> that's what my mom would love if I. football can intimidate you. Nah, nah, you know what's funny? Perm, Perm was the first person that I was like, I don't want no parts of that. Mm-hmm. Perm messed up my whole football career. My whole football career. No, 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 no. Just to see, like, so... It's a different level, yeah. Let me see. I'm going to try to figure out the fastest way to explain this. Like, I've always been a naturally talented athlete at most things. Like, I never specialized at anything, but I was pretty good at most things. So, I always wanted to play football when we lived in the Bronx. My mom took me over to try to join the team once, and I don't know. Nothing came from it. But when we got to Teaneck, the optimal environment to play sports or whatever, I was like, come on. Like, I want to play football. Let me play football now. And I seventh grade, I played football. I think I had to go summer school in the eighth grade, so she wouldn't let me. But when I got to high school, I'm like, yo. And I thought I was going to the league wholeheartedly. And I'm talking about with no football experience. I didn't care. Freshman year, um, the team wasn't great, but I showed promise. I was good. Coaches liked me. I had good size always, and I was strong and fast. Sophomore year, I thought I could make varsity, but it never happened because those athletes was different. I don't know if you remember, but, like, Mike Hansen and all um, all it was just – they were – Different Mike freaks Hansen, in nature. Mike Hansen, Ryan Martinez. All of them. Fucking, um... BG. BG. Oh, yeah. The thing that used I to I wasn't friends crazy, with BG in high school. I was afraid of him. The crazy thing is, BG was a backup running back. That never... I never understood that's that. That's crazy. I never, no, no offense to my man Mike Culver, because that's who was the starting running back uh, but when he I was on JV, I, but... I, nah, BG was different. That's BG, what, BG, BG I watched BG watch six... I watched BG score six touchdowns in one night on the sideline, like just... A Catch beat. a punt return. I think the, I think he, he broke so a record fast, that night. Bro. He broke a record that night for scoring. Um, like he scored a touchdown like four different ways. So like he had a punt return for a touchdown, a kick return for a touchdown, uh, 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 a rush for a touchdown, a reception for a touchdown, and he might even did something else. At that point, if I'm a coach, I'm like I'm gonna try to get you to throw a touchdown pass. You know what I'm saying? Like yes. if you already did all this work, we might as well go for it all. He was a freak. But uh, yeah, so I had this whole plan, right? And I had bad grades. I knew I wasn't gonna get no academic like that scholarship. High school, though, by the way. So <laughs> the thing that messed my plan up was junior year. My mom made me sit out of football because my grades were not good. Mm-hmm. So, and this is my sophomore year. My coach actually comes and speaks to my mom and is like, "Can you please let him play?" Because she wasn't gonna do it my sophomore year because my grades were bad. So junior year comes around. I'm thinking I'm going to play. She's like, nah, you're not, for real, you're not playing this year. My coach comes again. My mom is like, you told me that last year. His grades are still trash. If y'all won't uphold the standard, I will. And I was like, 
the coach looked at me like, yo, she's so right. There's nothing we could say about it. I'm like, damn. So I sit out my junior year. So in my head, I'm thinking like, yo, my senior year, I'm just going to play super duper lights out. And uh, and Rashad was the running back, so I'm trying to figure out like, yo, oh, how am I gonna? Yeah. I'm like, yo, how am I gonna finesse Bullet this to make me a little building, tape, bro? That was crazy. <laughs> Billet lived literally across the hall from me, bro. That's crazy, crazy. That's him, a wild him and his girl too. at the time. Yeah, I think he's doing well too, which is pretty cool. He's a coach, but um, so I'm I'm telling you, I wrote, I had this plan, like, I right, I don't got the grades. I'm gonna play lights out senior year, try to put together a little tape, try to work my grades up to like a C, and I'm gonna go to Boise State. No joke. Like, mm-hmm. this is my plan. Like, this is what I'm going to do. For real. Like, I thought I could. Man, Perm got to the high school senior year. <laughs> and he was different because, like, he understood the game of football and he was an athlete. Mm-hmm. My problem was always, like, I never really, I never got that much coaching. I didn't have that much experience just in football. Just, you just, just, you just, just raw. Yeah, so Perm gets there. And, and I'll never forget, Randy was probably, like, the biggest, strongest person we had senior year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't remember if he was trying to bench 315. Or not, but I remember Perm, we in the weight room, and one of the first things I was thinking was like, he's not gonna be stronger than me, because I was always one of the stronger guys. And uh he put he put 315 on the joint, and I was and it never even in, in my school. brain, I never even thought to like put three plates on the in bench. high school. And I'm just like, oh, that's different. And I don't remember if he got it or not, but the fact that he even just in was high- there. Was there? I was in like high school. I saw him do that. I was like, all right, he's not gonna be faster than me though. Like, he's <laughs> stronger in than me. High school. In high bro. school, it's wild. And then he just ended up. And the, and the thing that hurt Perm because he was a running back. For real. For but real. he was just his blocking. The way he used to block was just his ISO blocks was crazy. He used to put dudes in the grave. He used to put his body on the line. I'm like, I just I couldn't do. That. I couldn't block like that. So he fit the system that they needed for Rashad perfectly. That's mm-hmm. why we did so well. The team just came together so well, and I was just like, this. I'm gonna go play another position, I guess, because I can't can't play fullback like that. I grew up with Perm. I actually met Perm. Word. Perm. Me and Perm went to um. I met Perm fifth grade. So Perm. you knew Perm for a long time. Yeah, uh, I knew Perm. Uh, I didn't know him as Perm. I knew him as Tony, Tony Smith. Tony Smith. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but Perm is a gangster. Yeah. I've seen him do. I've seen him do like with a straight face some gangster stuff. Yeah. Uh, I met Perm fifth grade. He went to Saint Cecilia's interparochial in Englewood together. Mm. Fifth and sixth grade, we was together. Hold on, I'm gonna cut you off. Yo, your education background is immaculate. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like you just you just been naming schools, and I'm like, yo, you just had like the because Perimis High School. I knew it was a good high school. I just never knew anybody that. Yeah. Went. Now, um, my parents, I'm Jamaican, so they were really big on that. On oh, education. So I went to St. Yeah. Cecilia's first, went to TJ, then went to Teaneck High, then graduated from Paramus. Mm. Um, but I started questioning, like I said, once I got to Teaneck and started seeing public schools and how it was just a system, yeah. I started questioning that immediately. Mm. But I met, yeah, now he, we um believe it or not, I was faster than Perm when I was, on, when I was younger. I believe it. I was an athlete, bro. I believe it. I was an athlete, not even high school. I just never, never nobody, really nobody, did. nobody took me seriously athletically because I didn't look like an athlete. Gotcha. But then we would play. You know how Teaneck was. Yeah. It was perception versus reality. Exactly. Yeah. We would play, and I was shit on all these guys, bro. When it was soccer, I used to play, play basketball, and used to click niggas as well. But it was just perception, reality. Yeah. And you, you was fun. You was always that. That hurt me a little bit too. Like we was just class clowns. Cla- exactly. So when you step on the court, it's like, come on, stop playing. Exactly. And then you, even when you hit a nigga with some shit, it's like, oh, this nigga funny as hell. Yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah, nigga, like, I, nah, like I'm, I'm, nice. I'm really, I'm really cooking him, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like, can y'all, yeah, I'm cooking this nigga. 
That's so crazy, man. Uh, but yeah, now I know Perm. I knew Perm for a minute, man. So Perm, Perm, I think he been through a lot, man. He what? He been through a lot. I, that I don't know. I didn't know. Yeah, Perm been through a lot. Been through a whole lot. Like, yeah, man. So I remember I left. I left when Perm came. Perm came junior year. I left. Mm. He just came with a different type of energy. Like you could feel it. Like he just knew. Cause I think he he was trying to go the football route for sure. But yeah. He was locked in, and I think he was, I think he was athletic enough to do it. So I don't know. I right. always wonder like the how fo- people listen. His coaching coaching and teenage is what did it to y'all. They they should have got heck out of there for a long time. Like, I don't care what nobody say. I say it out loud. I believe you can say it out loud. I won't speak bad on none of. I'm not guys. speaking like bad it. on heck. I, I think I think coaching yeah, is great. I think he might heck, not like it. Huh? He might not like it. Rest in peace, Coach Heck. I think Rest, he did, did he, he pass? pass. I hope so. Cause well, I don't hope he passed, but Ooh. Coach Heck, no. I'm tripping. Yes. Dang! Now I gotta coach, look it up. Basketball coach, March. Oh, March oh, passed. Okay, yeah. Oh, he just he left the high school though. Maybe yeah, I, know, I remember it. But dang, Listen. I apologize, Coach Heck. I didn't mean to do that, man. No, nah, no, nah, no disrespect to Heck. It's just I'm, I'm just talking about from pure. It was just. I think my only quarrel was that they knew who they wanted to play, yes. and they stuck to it. That was T-neck it. in general. Yeah, they stuck with it. T-neck never went with it. It was never a meritocracy. It was more so. I fuck with this person. They good enough to where I can justify putting them over this person. Yeah. But we were That's true. Especially our senior year. They went, we went, Rashad went crazy, man. Bullet. He went Bullet crazy. should have went to the league. Bullet couldn't stop smoking weed. <laughs> I don't know if that's the, I don't see, I never spoke to Bullet. That's what people have said. I don't know if that's what it was. I don't know. I've heard so many different rumors. I just stopped even remember, having a conversation. If you, you talk to, I remember Malcolm Lee. I remember Malcolm Lee. Malcolm Lee comic too, funny as fuck. I knew that, and yeah, he, he actually killed the Burger House the other night too, bro. Murdered, he murdered. Yeah, he, had set. he, had he was set. also a good athlete too. He did. He, he was, was, a, he was yeah. nice. He was nice. It's crazy. Yeah, no, nah, he came from Boston. Yeah, Malcolm. Yeah, I remember Malcolm. I saw first when I saw Malcolm. When I, I saw him in Bergen, he was fucking shredded at that point. Like he was. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he was a fucking beast. Yeah. Um. And he was telling me about Bullet. He made, he's like, I remember one time he was I was in the car. Bullets on the phone with Urban Meyer, right? right? What? Yeah. Nah, yo. Dead ass. Nah, That's nah. Crazy. Urban Meyer called. He's like, I'm smoking a blunt with Bullet, bro. <laughs> That's crazy. But it was just like Bullet. Nah, Bullet was different. But Bullet, like I said, was remember Ray Wright? It was they was basically trying to gift the program to him after Ray Rice left. I could see that he was right. Nice. Right, he was taught. He was. He was. He was so fast, and he could do it smoking control. weed. So I hope that wasn't the problem. Huh? Fast and controlled. Yeah, he, he he was. Yeah, his stop and go. Uh, was yeah, stop, his stop and go was crazy. Yeah, nah, he was a freak. He was a freak. But he did mention to me too, like he did go to like Florida. He went to he went to JUCO in uh. What in is Flo- that, like all dope athletes or something? Like, nah, JUCO. So that's junior college. So some athletes sometimes. Like if they don't have the grades or if they just didn't, if they broke out late, they'll go to a junior college first to get their name up, and then they'll transfer to like a I big school. Oh, that's crazy. Well, that's because most because you you got to remember if you go into a JUCO, it's a lot of it's athletes, a lot, it's a lot of, of it's a lot not, of it's it's D one niggas to be at JUCO. Exactly. They just, yeah. they just don't be. We're, we're, but but like, it's like that. But they everybody got a chip on their shoulder because they all everybody, trying to yeah. go D one. And and we don't and then you gotta understand I don't know what his work ethic was, I don't know either. I don't know. I don't see. I'm not familiar. It's why like a nigga like Jabril Peppers made it. Mm. Jabril Peppers was a 
horse, bro. All he did was work out, bro. He worked so hard. He worked so... People will see the prestige come up. My little brothers play with him. Uh, Twins, they play with him on the championship team, both championship teams. And it's like, yo, Jabril works. He worked... I don't think he was as talented as Bullet. That's true. Bullet is, yo... When it's people calling you Bullet from the sixth grade, like from the sixth grade, like he just and I was like, yo, who's I met this Bullet, kid? I met Bullet young too. Bullet, Bullet, I played basketball Bullet in a driveway. It was on Twisby Place. <laughs> Did you beat him? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I was, it was him, uh, Ruel Edwards. I grew up with. Um, all these niggas who do yeah, it. I grew up yeah. with all these niggas, bro. It's crazy. And used to like. I'm talking about like yeah, like to really chill with these niggas before I even got to. Team I think that's bro. what makes us all like athletically like good because you be grow up with these dudes and this. You like, grow up with niggas who like yo, you yeah. could have made it if situations was different. Exactly. Yeah. I used to play with them. Used to play and ball. And I with feel them like in. it's a lot of that for us. Like a lot of situations where people just had the they had the talent. That, look at Kyrie. Oh my, that's my I, Kyrie. I like Kyrie, man. I've seen man. Kai in a minute. No, no, Kai was, was always. I loud. just posted something the other day. Um, he uh, it was a dude. The audio made it funny, but it was like a anime voice, and it was like, "No, stop, control yourself." But it was a dude playing basketball, saying like, "Me trying to stop myself from going one versus five after somebody scored on me." Yeah, not fair. I was like, Kyrie was like that, and you didn't even have to score on him. I heard him. I heard. I saw him get. It might have been triple team, but I saw him definitely get double team once, and he was saying, "Pass me the ball, some mismatch." And I was like, okay. He's different. He was built. Yeah, uh, Kyrie was uncoachable. They said they? Um, when he went to Benedict. When he went to when he went to uh, I think was, he went to he went to Benedict's right. I don't know. Then he went to Benedict's and then came back to T-Neck. That's why I don't really speak on nothing because I don't I don't really have the facts. Yeah. And if somebody doesn't tell me themselves, then he went to Benedict and came know. back because I remember when Kai left and came back, it was like he was like little LeBron. That's crazy. Not because he was so like. Man, and you I remember? Think, Kai, and Willie's remember, bigger than him, right? Huh? And Willie's bigger than him, right? Yeah, Willie's bigger. I wonder bigger who was better. I wonder who was better at ball. Because I never seen Willie play. And I just knew Kyle was nice. I never really watched him play either. Different because like, like, Willie times. was really a big man. I feel like Kyle, I don't I haven't seen Willie play, but Kai Kyrie came back. Like Kyrie was six five, six six when he came back. I was running point. Mm. Oh, you have to, right? At that like if you try well, to. No, but the level. the game wasn't there yet. Ah. Yeah, I didn't you remember know. that was that was like oh seven. I was okay. like oh six, oh seven. So seeing six five six six point guards was rare because you only seen it with Magic, you seen it with Penny. Uh, okay. And that was around the time we'd seen when LeBron started to do it. The league is so different. Like niggas under six five won't be in the league. Niggas under six eight won't be in the league soon. That's wild. I'm telling you because everybody six eight and up can do it. Can do everything. everything. Yeah, that's wild, and that's true athleticism. <laughs> like somebody yeah, long man. like that, Paul. The, like the league's gonna be nothing but Katie and Giannis soon. Watch. That's crazy. And because then time will pass, and they'll figure out a way for the short man to come back. And I don't think so. Change the game. I don't think so, it because look at what Katie... Why would you have a Steph when you can have four KDs? Who, like, Bull Bull is... is Bull Bull 7-3, you can't... And he handles the ball. He shoots the three. That doesn't make sense. Like, KD is Steph, but seven foot. At some point... Even as great as Steph is, Katie's when you almost, have a whole bunch Steph. of huh, almost Steph. Katie's a better basketball player than Steph Curry. A better basketball player, yeah. He's not a better shooter. Nobody's a better shooter yeah, exactly. than Steph Curry. I think that's special, man. I think that's hard. to I beat. think, but I would. I I think. I think. I think because Katie is seven foot, it makes him a better shooter because you can't contest his shot. That's true. Okay, there you go. That's a fair point. You can't contest his shot. I mean, you. 
there's things you can do to Steph. Yeah, that you can't do. That to you KD. can't do to KD. Yeah, that you can't do. Yeah. And KD can do everything Steph can do. He can't do it. Like he doesn't. KD can play off ball just as well. He catch and shoot. He mm. handles the ball. All right, you got it. But now Fair you point. can put him on the block. Fair point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's the five best offensive basketball five five offensive five best offensive game I've ever seen in my life. Like complete, they can do everything in this order: Jordan, Kobe, T Mac, KD, Mello. I was waiting to see when you was going to put Melo in there. No, not yet. I mean, T-Mac is... Steph is 6'2". Steph is the greatest shooter. So you, I think you automatically need the height to make his list. Oh, okay. But because, because of, of those points, the points he made is fair, though. Like Because of the things you can... I said complete offensive game. I'm not talking about effectiveness, because Steph is going to get you 30 in his way. Just like Shaq is going to get you 32 in his way. That's true. But I'm talking about guys who can do it from every area of the floor. Is, is Jordan the smallest guy on that list? Him and Kobe, yeah. They're both 6'6". Six, six. Okay. So I think Kobe's 6'7". Jordan might be the smallest guy on that yeah. list. Jordan's the best player, best best scorer ever. Best scorer ever, That's period. Fair. Period. Now, it's not even... It's not close. It's not close. It's the best scorer Because ever. of the mentality, though? Because he no, knew? No, because he... of the skill set. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. I can't talk sports. I don't know enough. Your sports knowledge is... Footwork, bro. Beyond mine. I played ball. I almost played D three. That too. I'm trash at ball. As much as I love to play, great I'm at trash basketball. Bro was good at basketball. Not great. Good at basketball. I understand skill sets. The footwork. You think you could coach? I used to coach. Ah. I coached for um. I coached St. Francis, and they transferred to Padre Pio. So when I took over, the year I coached soccer too. I coached at Bergen Catholic. I worked on Bergen Catholic for um two years as well. What? We went to the second round of the counties, and then my second year. I was part. We went to the. We won the. I know we won the conference. We won. Do we win counties, or do we win state? We won counties of state. That's crazy. Right. So you just be working and nobody knows. You just yeah. be working in silence. Because yeah. a lot of stuff you talk about, I'm like, I had no idea. Yeah, no, I don't. So social media became a big thing for me. I started doing comedy. I just never a big social media guy. Mm. I just I be grinding. I be taking my break sometimes. I'm I playing, like it though. I like staying connected. I'm playing drums since I was six. I did studio drumming for a few years. That's dope. So, so there's, I have these. I have a. Um, I'm losing the word again, but I think learning an instrument is, um, is great for your development. Like if mm -hmm. that's something you could do for your kids, like get them to play an instrument. I'm gonna try to get my kids to play. An instrument, it's creatively so. dope for them, man. It keeps them in a good place, man. Yeah. Um, so I think I think playing an instrument, learning a language. In a combat sport, I think it's something that it's three things that you should definitely implement into raising your children if you're gonna have children. I agree, man. Um, it's uh, it was beautiful for me cognitively. I, music is what I wanted to do initially. My parents just wouldn't pay for school for it. Mm. I wanted to do music production. I mean, I wanted to make beats, and I thought I'd been really dope at it. But uh, my parents didn't want to pay for school for it. Did you just you completely just? I, play, I, play, I still play drums on Sunday. I play I play drums to this like to this day for my church. That's dope. So it's just something I love. I'm never gonna yeah. give that up. Um, but uh, when that happened, and I started trying to find different jobs, I tried to be a lawyer, physical therapist, and then I found personal training. Oh. And honestly, when I found personal training and nutrition, I thought that I was gonna do that. I was gonna do that first of my life. I probably would have if the pandemic didn't happen. Oh. I was going to ask you what made you, because you were heavier in high school, if I remember correctly. Yes. 
I, I, I was wondering, like, what made you, like, work out to the point you did? Because I feel like you was one of those guys that aesthetically you changed, but you was also strong. Like, I've watched some clips where, like, oh, he doing numbers. Yeah. Uh, Which told me you were either gifted or you always just, like... No, I always had that. I just see. was lazy in high gotcha. school. Gotcha. Okay. I was just a lazy kid, and I love food. That's what it was. I always had that because, like I said, I was always athletic. I could always, I was always could play sports. Yeah, I was always strong, but it just never something I put work in. Gotcha. Um, what changed that? Too busy chasing ass in high school. That's the problem. Yeah, you might. You and it would have probably been getting it way more if yeah. I was in that type of shape. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like it's crazy when you think, and it's crazy now. I see some of the girls who we used to grow, oh, we grew up with. Yeah, I know where he. No, I'm not. I'm not going there. All right. <laughs> I ain't gonna bring no names up. Uh, just yeah, y'all missed, nigga. Y'all know how that goes. I remember. <laughs> a lot of y'all missed. Not real shit. A lot of y'all missed. That day. Oh man. You know, niggas y'all was chasing with is not what. Yeah, I remember being oh, real. Being real. Man. Let's look at him. Let's be real. We'll look talk at about it. it when 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 Jameson hit the joint. Yeah, you know I mean, I'm sorry when Leftway hit the joint. Yeah, no, no, we will, we will, we will. <laughs> I'm just saying, a lot of y'all. Yeah, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> all right, championship, bitch. Y'all lost, nigga. It's cool. Sorry. A lot of y'all. I remember. It's perfect. I think you'll blow because you definitely got a lot of people that probably hate you. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, I don't think enough people hate me for me to like make it. No, people don't like me because. <laughs> Again, think about who I was, how people used to come at me in high school. I was always a cool kid, but I ain't get no bitches. Girls liked me, though. You was the friend zone guy? Girls always liked me. Girls, I would hang out with girls all the time. But again, you know how Teenek was. People was dating based upon the perception of who you was. Come on, you was going like to school you. with Manny Fresh, dog. Hmm? You was going to school with Manny Fresh. Nigga, you wasn't going. You was going to school with Beetlejuice. Buggy, these niggas went at me, bro. Oh, right? And now I can fuck any of the bitches. I felt like I just don't do all that shit. Though. I don't. I don't shit on them. A lot of them got kids now. You know what I mean? They do what they oh, think. Man. Shout out to those girls. Shout out to those girls. You know what I mean? Who failed? They gonna peak again. No, <laughs> no, nah, it's over. It's over. So. I just hope my girl twenty six, and they hate that as well. Mm. Do they? Have you ever had anybody try to say something? Of course. Like, yeah. I'd be like, you old and bitter. I can't be with you. <laughs> I mean, what are we thirty three now? That is a lot. That's a gap, actually. For some reason, once we turn thirty, I just keep thinking like we're thirty, but we're not. We're not. I I feel like I'm having yeah. fun like I was a 16 year old. So when you said 26, years. I'm like that's four years. But then I was no, like, no, no, no. We're 33. Not. I'm 33. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it's a nice it's a nice little gap. She's a mature girl though. That's what matters. The reason why I went and got a girl so young is because she hasn't been beaten down by life yet. Mm. The high school sweetheart thing you did is beautiful. Yeah. And I wanted that because I kind of knew where we were gonna be at. And you know once we got to that, once we got to this age, you wasn't in it. When you see yeah, the trajectory of how things was going, yeah, nah, man. It was never going to be. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, get, I, I dealt with a married woman for four years. I couldn't do that. You crazy. I found love, bro. That's one of my, uh, that's always been one of my, like, I'm not doing that. I, I don't know what it is. I just couldn't. No, 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 no. Snipes. I was always like that. I never, this was not, you know how you say, you know how you say never got a way of finding you? Yeah. 
Exactly. I yeah. Ne- I, ne- I said I would never happen. That's crazy. Would you, how did it happen? What I was training. I used to tra- when I was training. You know, that personal training shit was crazy. So, but people contrary, I was not. I never fucked clients until I never fucked clients. So how did you meet the marriage? I was. She was. She was my client. What the difference was, I wasn't training her when we started dealing with each other. I stopped training her for about six months. Uh, but she was very persistent. I didn't know she was trying oh. to rock with me. Oh wow! Because she had a ring. It. T- I turned it off completely. Yeah. In my mind. Yeah. Just yeah. So I remember she tried to invite me out to a silent party one time. Right. She was with, with her and her friends, and I'm like, all right, all right. If my me and my niggas is out, we'll pull up. But I'm thinking about she just cool like we try. Yeah. I'm trying to fuck with her friends because the friends is bad. Yeah. And that made it worse because if she was feeling you, that made it worse. She like he just don't see it. That makes it way worse. Yeah. So I know people. No facts. <laughs> I know people. I didn't. That's crazy. So we we had a uh, we had a barbecue. Me and my boy used to throw every year. And so I remember I invited. I, I was like, yo. Tell your friends to come through. You could pull up too. You bring your, you bring your husband if you want. Yeah. Let's pull up. She pulls up Dolo. All right. I'm going to show you what this chick look like. All right. Yeah. Uh, she got me blocked on everything now. <laughs> nah, it's a wrap. Like, nah, it's a wrap. Like, we, that's a, that's a mutual thing. Like, you know what I mean? She went back to her nigga. You know what I mean? Sidebar, niggas, if, you're, if you catch your girl cheating, right? Like, if you were a, if you were a woman and you catch her cheating, you have to leave. And the reason you have to leave is because whatever you think she was doing with that nigga that she was cheating with, it is way worse, bro. It is the most vile, disgusting shit you can ever see your wife doing. Niggas, I'm telling you. Why do you give that advice to men and not women? Because men cheat for different reasons. Gotcha than women do for the most part. Okay. Nothing is absolute and there's no generalizations yeah. in my, but you know for a fact men cheat a man would cheat on his wife and still be in love with her completely. Right? That conversation too, man, like and I don't just I don't I don't condone it. I'm not No, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just explaining the psyche behind it. And I think a woman should always put herself and her values first and she should leave. But the reason why it's more I think it's a lot easier for a relationship to work when a man cheats versus to a woman. Because a lot of times a man cheats strictly off of that impulse of physical. Yeah, the physical attraction. Yeah, there's no real. A woman has to go through a lot of different things. An emotional connection. Emotionally and mentally before she gets to the. For like the most before part. she even start talking to a nigga, she plays around with that idea in her head. For a long time. And you have to be doing a lot of the wrong shit for that idea not to leave her head. Right? And once that idea is there, it's not that she cheated. It's the fact that now she's there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so now, from just a pride standpoint, yeah, nah, man. It's gross. You do not. You cannot. Once a woman cheats, mind you, she's trying to do every. She's mad at you. And I think men, like a man that would sleep with a married woman, is trying to violate too. Like I didn't respect her sexually, bro. Like are you, serious, of course bro? not. Like of come course on, not. Bro. I wasn't talking about you specifically. No, no, no but no, you're yeah, no. Bro. Yes, you are, nigga. You talking about a man who would sleep with a yeah, married you're right, woman? Yeah, you're right. You're right. I was and talking that's about who you, I was, yeah, bro. But like it was blanket, but you fit it. No, and that's you, a fact. And you confirmed. So that's that's so your. If diff- you're a female that thinks you're gonna cheat, listen to what he just said. That man that you're gonna cheat with is 
probably gonna try to violate you. Like that's and you're it's, gonna it's a be thing with it. You know why you're gonna be with it? Because you try to hurt your husband. Don't be with it, man. That's a different type of hurt. Oof. And then vice vice versa too. Like, well, men, you gotta understand. I tell I tell men the reason cheating don't really cheating is not what ruins your relationship. Ruin your life because when you don't honor your wife, it it it's it seeps into your actual real life. Oh yeah, for sure. So for every nothing works properly when you move in that way. Nothing. Mm. Nothing works properly. So you know what I mean, like, yo, man, it's okay to it's okay to mature, it's okay to grow. Um, I think the two individuals you hear on this podcast today are the definition of that. Um, if you knew both of us from the inception of who we were, from who oh, we yeah, are now, sure. that growth and evolution brings nothing but peace. Um, get you a good woman and treat her right and stay there, bro. Definitely. One a lot of my times favorite. The, shit, the shit you're chasing, it only adds more confusion. It only adds more heartache. It only adds more struggle. Although it feel good to be in some new pussies. Not better new pussy, right? Except peace. Except peace. No, Connection. Except peace. No, that's why I said. Connection except peace. peace. Except peace. Yep. Every new pussy is amazing. But peace, peace made me come. I like to walk in and feel zen. I, I like high it. school sweetheart poem. Huh? I only like high school I don't know school how you put... I tr- yo, I'm telling you, yo, I wanted to marry my prom date, but she mm. fucked up. I did marry my prom date. And you know, yeah, no, nigga, I'm, I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah nice. but I'm playing... I, my, my girl right now is a great girl, man. She's... Um, That's awesome. Oh, well, you were saying like... When you were saying like um, people could grow because of the people we were and people we are now. One of my favorite compliments that I get is from... Cipriano, Miss Cipriano, because she'll Miss tell you, Sip. Miss Sip, yeah, she's still heavily in our lives. Actually, my wife plays football, uh, football, plays volleyball with her every now and then, but um, she, you know how it was when she when she started working with us when we were in TJ. Horny little she, boys. <laughs> listen, I, you, we, used, we used to say some. Lo- we was fresh little boys, man, and rightfully so. She told me she 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 said she's got up and spoke at an event for me and was like. I did not like him. Like, I really did not like him. He was a fresh little boy. And uh, then she followed us to high school, and she was a volleyball coach, and my Mm. wife played volleyball. So for people that don't know me, me and my wife are, like, opposites, especially when you're talking about, like, in high school at that time. Two different type of students. And that she's like— It wasn't even the type of—he was chasing the complete opposite of that when he was—it's crazy. She was a great girl from Jump, though. So she gets—yeah, so— Sip establishes this relationship with my wife at the time, and she knows she's a good girl. And in junior year, me and my wife start dating, and Sip is just like, almost like her world came crashing down. Like, why would you be with with him? Like, why? <laughs> like, why? But she said I taught her like to not, not to not judge, but to not hold kids at that age so accountable for their actions in the moment. Like, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean it's who they are. So I I love when she brings that up because it's you know it's cool. I saw Miss Sip maybe about four years ago. You said right. four? Yeah, yeah. Still looks the same, by the way. <sighs> she's actually she's thicker now. Yeah. You know what Aside I mean? from that, no disrespect. She's super young. Yes. No. Super disrespect. young looking. Excuse me. No disrespect, Miss Sip. <laughs> I got a girl now. Sorry. That's a fact. You lost too. <laughs> I knew he was going there. Oh man. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Sip. You know, I love you. She All jokes. Her, I'm she yo, listen. Herself, she calls herself a grand coach because we got kids now. Oh, man, yeah, bro. Yo, cool. please. Yo, please give her my regards. I don't know if I she remembered me. 
She probably. I think you're hard to forget. <laughs> I think we all are for the worst reasons. But it's funny, like we go through the high school, and my wife, when we leave, my wife is like, they can't remember my name to save their lives, and I was on every dean list. Mm-hmm. But, Those facts. But it's you come in here and there's flowers on the it, ground, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> you remember? I don't know if you you remember we was in our sophomore um, English together. I don't. Who do we have? Was it Bianchi? No, it was Miss Saul. You remember her? Look, you remember her? We yeah, you was in that class too. That class, yo, we made her, we that. made her cry. No, ain't no we, y'all. No, fuck you, y'all. I don't make fuck people you, cry, Stice. man, y'all. No, <laughs> no yo, we. I don't remember. You said Miss Saul. Like, this was a group effort. <laughs> no. Who else was in that class? Trevor, uh, Austin. Ray, uh, Raymond Wilson was in that class. I don't. That's a bad class. That's a I don't remember bad who, fucking class, bro. I feel like somebody looks at us like a roster and does that on purpose. Yolanda like, was in that? that class. Oh no, fucking. Uh, oh man, I can't remember the girl. Oh, was Sasha in that class? That's a bad. I don't remember that. Yo, I remember she came in one day and Travis sitting in the back listening to his Walkman like. Like during class, and like it was just one of those days where like niggas had turned their desk to like. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! We was no good, man. <laughs> we was horrible, bro. And like she's like, "You guys are not listening to me," and she just starts crying. I remember niggas. I, bad. I remember I'm niggas so... literally started laughing at her, bro. Like, what are you crying for? Y'all started bro? laughing at her. I I never Stipes, laughed at somebody Stipes, in turmoil. Stipes, like you that, were man. one of you were the ring leader. You know? like, <laughs> no, what you was mean? it? What you mean? Th- those names cannot have a leader. The names you named. Those, <laughs> That's none a of fact. those guys. Every nigga was yeah. operating. Every nigga was operating under their own accord. <laughs> exactly. Just happened to be on the same page. Oh man, yo, Miss Saul hated me, bro. I remember I saw her at the mall in like I was like my early twenties. And I seen her, and I was like, yo, Miss Saul, I'm just be real with you, son. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't even remember her face. I don't she had braces. Light-skinned, light-skinned black lady, like real light-skinned, like look like Steph Curry with braces. Did she have braids, hair. too? No, she had long hair. Miss Saul hated us. We made, we definitely made Miss Saul cry. And I thought Jameson I was memory. definitely in that class, too, yeah. Khadijah was in that class. Shout out to Jameson for being consistent. Were you always in team? Did you go to BF? Okay, that's why. I was wondering that too. Like, I don't remember. I don't remember Jameson and. Uh, I remember school. TJ, man. TJ was good times. TJ was a great time, man. I remember like when we first got to high school, what that merge was gonna be like. Yeah, you know yeah. I, mean? I was excited to see the girls. Y'all yeah. <laughs> that's such a fat. <laughs> yeah, it was. That was that's such a fat experience. Is cool. I was super excited for that. Like, I was like who's gonna be? Cause yo, if you remember, if you remember when you got to the high school, you was only talking to BF bitches. Cause you that's not true. No, at first, the reason being, I had a girlfriend when we got to the high school, so I wasn't talking to nobody. (sighs) Okay. (laughs) There's no visual in here, right? No, 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 I did that. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, for real though. We was only talking to BF Joyce because, like, you was first of all, and TJ, and then the high school was weird. You know, they kept trying to fuck with them upperclassmen and them. And they was going for it too. Them upperclassmen was, it was fucking shot them dirty girls, dogs, bro. man. Forget them guys. I mean, man. I, think I didn't. I did the same shit when I got the upperclassmen stages thing. I was knocking the shit out to nah, sophomores, not freshmen. Freshmen felt they felt too fresh out. Yeah, you're a raw. sick man. It felt raw. Her, they breasts just started popping at that Oh point, my gosh, this man, this guy. <laughs> but sophomores, they was right. They was ready. They was a year in. You know what I mean? You know I mean, they were starting to get that woman body. Yeah, you know oh, I mean? By the time I was a junior, senior. You remember these niggas used to, you remember niggas used to literally like, like these grown men would go, 
you'd be outside and you would see these niggas pull up to the school. Yeah, and you'd see that this was young wild. It was wild. That bro. was wild. Dang, you said that, and I think you're right now. You said I was only messing with BF girls, and I think I no, dated. I'm up until I got back with Ashley. Yeah, until, no, up until yeah. I got with Ashley, yeah. Got tired, them TJ girls is whatever at that point. Because I was with a TJ girl. She dumped me. Because you remember the, you remember, you remember was, all the bad... Like, the TJ girls, there was already, like... There was decent, but there was I a... I think aside was, from my wife, I only dated BF girls in no, high school. I, and oh, I, girl oh, I know, nigga. Out. I remember. Dang, dang, dang. You I right. Remember, nigga. No, not because you... I mean, TJ was TJ. Like, we was already on that. Nah, and all the joints you wanted. Shout out to the TJ girls, y'all better. I, nigga, those, those, yeah, that was beautiful. Some of y'all were beautiful. <laughs> he said some of y'all beautiful. Some of y'all beautiful. <laughs> I'm so glad there's no view, visual in here, man. No, this listen, man. Out of listen, I remember, I remember there was a particular. I actually told this joke. I never said it whose day it was. I never will. I'll tell you off the pod. All right, but it was T. I remember. Listen, bitches. Let me explain something to you. You young. When you say shit to a young nigga in seventh to eighth grade, and it crushes his whole confidence, oh, never it stays that. with him. Yeah, right? for his whole life. There was a girl I liked, and she liked me back. Right? Mm-hmm. I never forget it. We we went to the hallway, so I set the whole shit up. Like I, I always had game. I was just I yeah. like little Beetlejuice. I work a lot. I was like, All right. My awkward adolescent stage is really rough. Right. So, dang, she liked me though because I always could talk. Like, yeah, yeah. So I remember we was in the hallway, we talking, and I was like, yo, I like you. I want you my girlfriend. She was like, I like you too, but everybody says I'm going to lose mad cool points. Dang, <laughs> and she cared about that too. Yeah. You think if she hears it, she knows exactly she's who she is? She's fat now, but no, she's, bro, oh, she's, like, she's like really fat now. Oh, bro. She's like 200 and like... 85 pounds, bro. Oh, and low-key, I be liking all her photos just for the hope that one day she DMs me just so I could crush her spirit. I hold grudges, nigga. Don't do that, man. <laughs> That's the petty of me. I'm sorry. When's your birthday? December 16th. I'm a Sag. My wife's a Sag. Y'all are pretty petty. Petty as fuck. Dang. Free spirits. Petty as fuck. Leaders, petty as fuck. Don't do that to that girl, man. Look where you are now, man. I know. That's why I would do it now. Like, this is, <laughs> this is, like this Our is... philosophies are so backwards. <laughs> oh, man. I need to come here more. I think it's a great balance. You chill, yeah. <laughs> Stick how you find a real me. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. No real shit, son. Like, I, ne- I never forgot that shit, son. I never... You never Because, like, yeah, I like crazy. that girl, bro. So that's why, like, yo... I talk. I, I bring this up often when I'm having conversations. Like, I'll never tell a kid like you don't know what love is. I used to hear it all the time. Nah, then, bro. People used to tell us like, there's no way you couldn't nah, tell you, me in you, middle school, high school. You, I, was I was in fucking love. Yeah, exactly. Bro. You know Fuck what I'm saying? You. Like, how could like I felt deeply then, deeply. I'm a lover too. Like, same from jump. Crazy. I just always like. I just always love women energy. Yeah. Um, I had a girl. We used to be in the same science class together. <laughs> I remember these shits. She liked me too, and we used to talk all the time. Yeah, high school. That's why you got a chip. Yeah. Oh, I hope, I, man. You I remember all that shit. And it's going to be bad. Dude. I remember all that shit. Nah, but no, because honestly, I'm over that now. Because, like, I I went, through a pay, I went through a phase. I've been with some of the most beautiful women. Yeah. Like, model, whether you... I've been with some of the most beautiful women, period, bro. Mm. Uh, and so I'm over that. I, yeah. And I was doing that to prove shit to myself. Those yeah. girls weren't the best yeah. women. It was just that I could be with them. I could fuck with them. Actually, yeah, I told my wife that I wish men could go through that so that they could learn, especially before they get into a scenario where like they fall into some money or something. Like 
I don't think men need to be promiscuous, but I think they need to know like that they can. I think they need to understand that it's really not all you think it is. It's yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I think when you when you experience and you go through it, and at the height of the uh, at the height of the adrenaline of that you get from it, yeah. you realize once it clicks out, you're like, man, this shit wasn't even all of that. I challenge most men, especially when you're young or like in high school or something, like the, that girl that you think is that girl. Shoot. Respectfully, it's like take difficult. The shot. It's only because it's only difficult because society tells you it's come, you don't. It's not the way it's supposed to go. But it used, that's how it used to be before. We had access to. We have so much access to each other now. I feel bad for these young kids who are dating. Yeah, it's it's too it's, it's way, too much information. It's too much. It's we too couldn't. Much we wouldn't have made it. No, I we don't. We would have all so. been in jail. No, no, no. Too. We wouldn't have made it. No, yeah, it was, we would have all been in jail. We're wilding. It's so crazy. Like now, I'm like, we definitely shouldn't have been like. We were bugging. We had we, bugging. we we had the beauty of anonymity. Yeah, because of the fact that everything wasn't able to be put out. Exactly. There. And yeah. remember, we was trying. Remember, we was walking around with video cameras, smack D. Remember the smack DVD, bro? Yeah. Like degenerates, bro. I remember. I never forget. We was walking <laughs> and we smacked the shit out that old man, bro. <laughs> they. They. I yeah, there. I did. I did. I wasn't there. I was there. I didn't. I didn't participate <laughs> in the smacking. But I'm thinking about this shit. I was like, yo, son, like, what the fuck, bro? And it's crazy. Now I got a friend, too, that, like, we used to do this stuff, too, with a video, but it wasn't as easy to just upload it to millions of people. No, it wasn't. And it's kind of, it's not funny to see now, but it's like, like, Imagine. we was doing that. Like, we All was doing this. that. All of it. We just didn't have. I remember freshman year, there was a, there was a pandemic of tasers. Oh, bro. yeah. I was trying to get one. I never bro, got my hands I on I remember that. Yeah. Or, they was, or they was hitting niggas in the nuts with mallets. <laughs> the rubber mallets. No, we no, no, that shit was happening, BB bro. guns was hot in the seventh BB grade. BB guns was huge. BB guns was hot in the seventh grade. That's a yeah, fact. Yeah. That is a fucking fact. They, were, they was huge. I won't say no names, but somebody was getting them. They was mail, getting them mailed to their house. I, oh, yeah. And then, and, and then passing you, them off. You remember You remember when we got, our, we got our grade changed? I don't know if you was part of that. Nah. We had Oh, yeah, so. I wasn't. I think I know what you're talking about, but yeah, I wasn't we, a part there was of that. Right like, this nigga was nice with it. Did y'all get caught though? Yes, we did get I, caught. I thought so, yeah. I thought y'all got caught. <laughs> we definitely got caught. We had to say got caught. I don't know how we got somebody told. Somebody, cause I don't know how we got caught. It, it didn't was, make no sense for us. It was really people. scamming. Somebody had the somebody had the IDs in high school. Like I don't know how they was doing it. Somebody was getting the ID. <laughs> I saw somebody with a picture on their ID like this. Like, yo, how did they let you? Like, oh, so and so got the ID machine. I'm like, yo, that's crazy. Like, we yeah. was bugging. Yo, man, I tell people all the time, man, y'all have no idea. My upbringing is very unique. Very unique. I love Teaneck. That's why I love Teaneck. Me too. I would have loved to have raised my kids in Teaneck. Teaneck, how, how we had it. How we had it, yeah, that's true. Because Teaneck felt the shit after almost seven. That I don't know either, but that's what people keep saying. I yeah, wonder what. I wonder yeah. what. why people feel that way. Like, I don't know. Leadership. The leadership changed. Mm. Although, I mean, the, our first leader was out here fucking kids. Dang. Um, well, I, I mean, I wouldn't have said that, but it's the truth. It's true. It's hard to like like it's like you I you remember you remember when Mr. Darden got arrested? Yes, I do. That fucked me up. Really? I wasn't shocked, but you know why it fucked me up? Cuz the best teacher I ever had. Wow. And he was stern too. Like he was Mr. Darden, I remember when I had when I had him for English. That is probably the best I ever did in middle school That's in crazy. terms of all my and classes. I could see that he just carried himself that he, way. No, it's he, he had a he had a he had a he had an investment in young black kids, bro, young black boys. He would make us come after school and do your homework. If your grade slipped in his class, yeah. then he made you come. Like he talked to your parents. And he would drop us home too. 
That's crazy. Wow. He ain't touch nobody. I'm telling you that right now. You know, like, <laughs> like, I don't. He wasn't. A, he was. He just. Like if I mean he was just messing with really overdeveloped girls. <laughs> and there was a lot of them. Right. Like when I think about with... it now, like when I see middle schoolers now, and I think about the middle schoolers when we were in school, I'm just like, yo, what was in the food when we was growing up? Like, it was like look like grown women. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, yo, that's facts. wild. No, no, we're not condoning his acts. No, not at all. I'm just the only reason why I bring that up is just like it's just a die. Like, yo, that was remember he had just won a teacher when he got arrested the year before. He just won teacher of the year. Dang, I didn't know that. Yeah, man, nah, Mr. Yeah, Mr. Darden. Yeah, Mr. Darden. Yeah, he was TJ. It's hard to That's not know him. Yeah, he was in TJ. Yeah, he was in TJ. I never had him, but you you know Mr. you Darden. knew him, bro. He was the best. I I remember the year I had him, bro. My A's and B's all around because he. He held you to such a high standard. Yeah, he, he made did, me do yeah. homework. I did. I didn't believe in doing homework. I just didn't want to disappoint him. Him. Yeah. See, I wish more teachers would realize that. Like when you invest in. Yeah, but this, then it's that's yeah. the that's the quagmire of like saying I wish more teachers would realize, but they was fucking kids. That's true too. Yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy, bro. So was it an isolated? I don't even want to get into the details. I don't know. Yeah, like, like that's the thing. It you, could have been one time. So mm-hmm. from the from what I heard, from how I understood it, yeah. it was that it was a relationship that went on. She went off. She came back when she was older. She was in her twenties and wanted to continue a relationship with him. Okay. And he said no, and then she told afterwards. That's crazy. That's what it was. Dang. Six years later, she wanted to continue a relationship with him. He didn't want to do that, and so she told. Dang. Was he married? No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we had teachers who was hoes, though. I mean, I ain't gonna say no names. I don't know of that. Oh, yes, you did. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what this man is talking you about. You know what? We're gonna cut this yeah. episode. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Stacks, please let them know where they can find you. Um, let them know what you got coming up, please, man. Um. Oh, I talked about the Warrior Games briefly. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you got ESPN Plus, you could just type in Warrior Games in the search, and you could, yeah. yeah, you could find you could find any of the events. I don't know the timestamps that you could see me at if you wanted to see me, but and it's something to to, to look at. Uh, I think it moves people a lot to see people that been through the things that injured veterans have gone through, and to still be trying to you know succeed. You know, 100%. it's it's definitely it's it's moving for me, and I'm I'm there and I'm in it. Like it's surreal for me to be there in those situations. A lot of good stories. Um, but yeah, um, what's my IG? At sneezes. underscore sneezes underscore. I don't even know what my, uh, all that other stuff is. TikTok might be the same thing. Or I got I just started TikTok. Don't even know how to use it. I don't use anybody, TikTok. Anybody? I need, anybody to, I need to, I need to, I need to, I need to start using t- I don't know how to use that shit either. Man, I opened up TikTok once, three days passed, and I was like, I can't do this. A lot, the videos bro. just keep. They just be, yeah. Content is king. And the algorithm is a killer, boy. It, it no the algorithm. Algorithm break your confidence if you're not careful. <laughs> Why you say that? Because like you be thinking you putting up fire shit, and the algorithm not fucking with you, and be like, man, maybe this shit's not fire. Mm. And then nah, man. But nah, listen, I'm really happy we came on and do this episode. Man. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, like I said, you've always been consistent. It's a consistent individual, bro. Your energy's always been consistent. Whether you was in trouble or not, you just always been a positive individual. Thank you. And just to see the evolution, you see the God in you. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're just a different energy about you. And I want to just show that, yo, man, there's so much talent in Teaneck. There's so many inspirational individuals in Teaneck and Bergen County. Yo, let's get behind these individuals, bro. Like, Teaneck should have been on the map because of the amount of elite 
art and talent we have coming out of it. Let's get behind that. So, oh, man, yo, you can do things the right way and be successful and be happy. Yeah, and that's sure. really I wanted to have this episode, man. Um, y'all gonna be getting a lot more. As for me, y'all gonna be a lot more of this type of content, man. I may just come out here sometimes, with Dolo, uh, and just start talking shit. Uh, King Level will be back here next week. Um, I'm getting this episode ASAP, man. Uh, y'all got to check this out, audio only. Uh, as for me, what I got coming up, uh, I'm just gonna post it on my Instagram, man. It's a lot. I got uh the the most notables, uh, headlining uh Stand Up New York next Wednesday. Uh, my private show September 30th at uh, I was on 168 uh, Cedar Lane. It's a barbershop. Uh, I don't know if we got a name to it. It's private barbershop. Just pull up. It's going to be a great show. Um, October 8th, Doped Up Comedy Club, co-producing that with uh, Darrell Myers. That's called Who Gave Him a Mic 3. That's going to be amazing. Super dope lineup. And then I have my um, my special coming up October 14th. Uh, Darrell Myers hosting. Onika McLean is opening and your boy's putting together a smooth hour. You know what I mean? So please, please, please go get them tickets. Uh, Almost3k.com. The website is up and running. You can book me on there. Um, Yeah, man. This is dope, man. Thanks for coming out, bro. No, thank you. Appreciate you. I'll be back, too. Almost3k out, man. Yeah, anytime, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on out, bro. Almost3k out, bro.